The poker made a mistake. They, they, I'm nah, saying they, it's they, a head high. They hit him in the head. How is, that, it's, how is that a mistake when they look at it and they say it's high that mm. it's not 10 in the bin? How is yeah. that a mistake? I, 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 I don't understand what we're arguing about. Did he hit him in the head? Yes. Yes. Then it's off. In the story. It's but, but he didn't get but sent it, off. But he shouldn't get sent off. But he should have. Oh my gosh. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 111 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast, the greatest view of rugby league from the sideline. I am your host, Daniel Tassoni, and a gigantic, humongous, chungus, fungus. Welcome back to my co-hosts for the first episode back for season four of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. Hello, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. Good evening, actually. How are we feeling today, boys? <laughs> Hot and hot and sweaty. Fuck day. Sweaty. Like fifty degrees outside, eh? That's crazy. But yeah, yeah, good. Good to be back. It's been a boring off season. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. No, no issues. No, no good, one doing. Good boring. Good yeah. boring. No nosebe. Gil- no Gildy, do you like good? Do you like good boring, or do you like a bit of drama? Nah, I like the drama. <laughs> I, want, I want something to happen, so we can yeah. I can bitch and moan about it. Bro, it's been eerily quiet, hasn't it? Eerily quiet. Something Little things have happened. Nick, there's, how are there's you? One, there's, there's one or two. Yeah, I'm good. There's one or two things <laughs> like, you know, uh, certain players possibly not being able to go to America. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> interesting. <laughs> they're, save, they're saving all the dramas for Vegas. Yeah, yeah, Vegas, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny, like Kevin Walters has already come out and gone, yeah, there's there's no curfews or anything. I'll let them enjoy the enjoy the week. <laughs> what, does that, what does that fucking mean? <laughs> Mate, you can't you can't put a curfew on them because then you're just gonna have to punish them all. He's a yeah. smart man. He's smart. Yeah. That's why I made. That's why they made the grand final and buckled in 2023. Am I right, Broncos fans? Am I right? Yeah, they know. They know they buckled. Anyway, what have we been doing in this off season, boys? Tell me. Talk to me. Lots of cricket. Ah, I knew you to say that. Yeah, I know. Cool. I know you don't like your cricket, but yeah, it's uh, it's big in the Clark household. I don't dislike cricket. I just don't care to watch it at all. Yeah, I, I love it. It's I cool. like cricket. And the Sixers lost. I saw that. Sixers lost. The Sixers? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah Sixers. Sixers. Yeah, Heat, Heat deserved the win. Heat deserved the win. And um, West Indies deserved to win the last test as well. Oh, red good hot. You know what, Clarky? I uh, remember being able to name every single player in every single team, but it's just so many fucking players and so many different teams. Like the the test side has got fuck all people in the one day side. Is one day is even do one day is even matter anymore? No, one day is not. It's just it's almost like that the, was the they, best cricket. Yeah, to, that was the best cricket. Uh, yeah, it was. But it's I think yeah, it was funny. Everyone thought when T Twenties come around there was gonna be the death of test cricket, but it's the opposite. Yeah, it's the death of one days and test cricket's thriving. But T Twenty yeah. seems to be taking over somewhat. Does it? Is it not? Like it's massive yeah, because it it's exciting. Blokes hit sixes like like it's going out of fashion. It doesn't yeah. take over. It won't no, take no. over, but it's it's There's... got its it's got its place. Is what I'm saying. 100 percent, hundred percent. It brings in new fans. Mm. Very exciting. Guilty. Listen, what have you been listen, doing? Listen to this. Listen to this cricket podcast. Oh, yeah, this um, is this great. Not not much. Not 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 too much cricket, mate. Worst mistake I've made in my life. I uh, I bought a switch, and I've a just... Nintendo Switch. 
dedicated way too much time to it. As how good? How good is Nintendo Switch? What game are you playing? Assassin's Creed. Okay. <laughs> Mate, I, all, I also, I, I also, well, Santa brought my kids a Switch. So get um, out of here. What game did they and, play? Well, and, and Santa also brought my daughter the new FIFA. So oh. I've been playing. <laughs> so I've, <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of FIFA. I'm trying to take um for all those um welcome to Wrexham fans. I'm trying to take Wrexham from League Two up into the Premier League. Oh, look at you, Clarky. Yeah. That's mad. I mean, you know what, Gildy, going back to your cricket thing, I used to be like that with English, the English Premier League uh, soccer back when, you know, Stephen Gerrard and Dirk Cowd and and Javi Alonso were playing for Liverpool and, you know, that whole era with Thierry Henry and, um, you know, when Even Chelsea Lampard. was mad. Yeah, Frank Lampard. But, nah, it's all – it's right now, everyone changes every year, so I'm over it. Like, I like – I can watch soccer just like I can watch cricket, but I'm just not into it. There's no sport – like rugby Mate. league for me. Oh, look, oh, that, that, I forgot. I, I do watch the NFL. Like it's going out of fashion as well. Actually, my... I was going to say I watched both the AFC and NFC finals and they were pretty They were pretty interesting, i got to say. They were good matches. Yeah, they were exciting. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. thought Baltimore choked and who was the other? Uh, 49ers got in as well, didn't they not? Yeah, the 49ers beat the Lions, but they came back. Lions were up. Yeah. Yeah, pretty who, um, well. Who, who used to play for the 49ers? Oh, Joe Montana. No, no, there's oh, another guy. There, he he caught the was, ball. Caught the ball. There was that, like, there was that Aussie guy. Yeah. What's his, name? what's his name, Ryan? <laughs> uh, that's it, probably uh, the greatest fullback I've ever seen. It'll 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 come it'll come to me later on in the episode. All right. When you when you figure it out, like just, just say it out loud, okay? Because I okay. I forget also. Just randomly hey, just, with, just, with I won't say randomly his name, but... randomly with no context. <laughs> You know, I won't say I won't say his name, but on marketplace you can get his jersey real cheap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm gonna say, boys and Clarky, you'll like this one. I got back into the WWE this off season. That's something I got back into, and I was messaging Clarky here and there, Gildy. You couldn't see. I was messaging him here and there, going, "Oh, do you see? Do you see the Roman Reigns? Do you see? You know, <laughs> we laughing at Clarky." <laughs> Because I've been, I've been, I've, I've been back in for about twelve months. Man, oh, man, man since, lot, they brought, lot... since they since they brought the the dedicated channel to um Ko and binge. It's mate, so I'm, good. It's I'm, so I'm easy to in. watch now. I'm all in. Oh, Did you see? Hasn't as an um Vince McMahon hasn't hasn't even been up to shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Just bring up the worst story possible, Nick. What I <laughs> That's the only thing I know. Uh, Vince McMahon's up to shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, those they are some shenanigans. They are bad. I think there was one. Where he, he pooed on a head. <laughs> up, bro. He, he pooed it up, on a head. Oh my god, we're moving on. I don't, I don't even know why I brought this up. I should have anticipated this shit. Welcome back, a eh? season four. Solon story oh, talking about WWE god. cricket. Vince McMahon and shit. Anyway, um, Clarky, we finally dropped the um, the sideline story interview with the Honourable Michael Cleary. Did you enjoy it, mate? It was, it was good. It was really good. And um, good feedback. Yeah, for those from the Rabbitohs fans. Yeah, mate. For those who haven't listened, um, yeah, do yourself a favour. Like massive, massive um, text messages come through. Everyone's loving it. Yeah. I've got a quick question for you both. Mm. So. And this is obviously 
just between us two and the fan the fans. There's a lot of fans, Nick. So make make who, sure it's a good who, question. Who, yeah, who which was better, the first interview, or the second interview? Oh, the, se- <laughs> the second interview. The second so, interview. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. We know why because the first one completely buckled on us, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Anyway, boys, it's season four. Let's get into our return episode for the aforementioned season of the Science Story Rugby Podcast. It is our annual off-season bunker review where we cover all the red-hot topic topics or lack thereof that dropped since the rugby league season concluded in 2023. All the way back in the end of November, I think. So today we will cover the one rule change in 2024 for the NRL, the preseason challenge versus the World Club Challenge, the NRL in Las Vegas, the West Tigers up and down off season, the St. George Illawarra Dragons have more bad than good news, grassroots rugby league overhaul. Uh, thoughts on the new International Rugby League window. Michael Maguire becoming the New South Wales Blues head coach. Uh, the Golden Boot. And if we like the criteria, for better or worse. And then we're going to have some quick fire questions around the NRLW, Anzac Day, AFL player weights, which is hilarious. Uh, and rewards and punishments for the Premiers and Wooden Spooners from the previous year. We're going to conclude the episode with major signings, player movement rumours and off-season retirees but before we start we would love for all our listeners to join the sideline story tipping comp through tips.com.au uh, just create an account on that website and use the code 311064 um, spots are unlimited up until the season kicks off so again just to reiterate last year was our inaugural season uh, the winner will get an Akasha um, partner beer mixed beers and as another reminder, Clarky, you and I were the inaugural winners of that comp, weren't we? Yes, begrudgingly joint winners, but yeah. That was a great. Winners nonetheless. Hey, we were together. It doesn't matter how you won. It's the fact that you won. We're the inaugural champs, my friend, you and I. Yes, yes. And yeah, we had to halve our Akasha beer, didn't we? <laughs> our carton. <laughs> but anyway, and for those wondering as well, we will also be doing a super coach league, but it is already full. Sorry. So last season, our inaugural winner was Dean. Uh, his team name was called Dino. Very original. Uh, he claimed the championship and also an Akasha brewery uh, case. So that's the same prize in 2024. As a reminder, I got knocked out in the prelims. Guilty, you came ninth and Clarky was in the bottom four. So let's um, fix that this year, eh, boys? Let's fix that. Is, um, yeah, you got to be better, Clarky. You run a podcast for fuck's sake. Yeah, I don't know. And Guilty, don't time your yeah, run. Now, too you late. know what happened with me and Clarky? We, we, uh, Clarky's southbound out and parabound out, and we're diehards and we're yeah. picking our team. So that's an automatic loss almost every week in the last 10 weeks. Well, he didn't, he tipped against his team in tipping and still won the tipping comp. Yeah, anyway. Boys, let's get into it. Topic number one, the one rule change in 2024 for the NRL. So after the NRL had their committee meeting in December, they proclaimed at the time that they were going to go back-to-back seasons without changing any rules. So without fact-checking this, I reckon that would have been the first time in NRL history, but I've got no idea. However, come mid-January, out of the absolute blue, the NRL made a decision for one 
and I'll describe it as one major rule change uh, for the NRL competition. So from 2024, contested restarts will be altered to the following. If a team kicks the ball out on the full over the touchline or the ball fails to travel 10 metres when attempting a goal line dropout or halfway kickoffs, play will now restart with a play the ball 10 metres out from the line of the kick and 10 metres in from touch. That means that a penalty will no longer be ruled as the punishment for kicking the ball out on the full or failing to go 10 metres. And the change was made to incentivize short kickoffs. Give me your thoughts. They're changing things that you don't need to fix. So what happens is, so they, they the, the the team that gets the alleged benefit only starts 10 metres off their own goal line. Uh, or, or, if, or if it's a kickoff, they start on the 40-metre line in, in, the, uh, in the opposition. <laughs> Correct, Gildy. You don't, you, don't you don't get a penalty. Yeah. So what I'm saying is there's no advantage for the – so the attacking team who makes a mistake gets the advantage because they've got to defend 10 metres out from the defenders. It doesn't make any sense. It's unfair for the team that didn't make an error. What do you think, Clarky? Yeah, I don't like, I don't like the rule. I, I don't really like it. And me and Gildy said it most of the way through the season. Like we, we weren't big fans of the short dropout or the short kickoff just in general. It's changed the game. But, uh, well, they've, they've they've changed it a major way now because now it's it's literally going to be a tactic probably used by every club because the uh, penalty isn't a penalty anymore. It's a well there, it's is, a. well, there is no penalty. There's no penalty. There is. There's literally no penalty at all. Like there's yeah. no. There's no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. But I send. I send it to you boys. I don't know whether. I don't think whether you gave your opinion or not, but um, the NRL physio, which is a social media page who's a physiotherapist and just gives his opinions on um, various injuries and how long it's going to take to recover, et cetera. His take on the rule change, he reckons it's done deliberately to limit the collision during those points in the game. So what he's saying is that statistically you're more likely to receive a concussion off a kickoff and a dropout if it goes, if you do a proper dropout or a drop a proper kickoff, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to get a concussion. So he reckons it's a way for the NRL to manipulate the game to reduce concussions, which is apparently similar to what the NFL did back in the day when concussions started to become a thing. The, the NFL just started making rule changes to limit to an, in an attempt to limit concussions, it is a good point. Uh, nah, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. But I totally disagree because what what you're doing now is you're going to have a whole heap of blokes who do knees and ankles as they're jumping for the ball. Yeah, that's but that, the, that, but that, the NRL that, doesn't care about knees and ankles; they care about brain injuries. But, but yeah. when we say when we say it limits the concussion, does it though? What what are they comparing it against? I'd say I'd say. Well, and I'm not no expert here, but you know, if you're running the ball back 20, 30 meters, and and a defensive line is also meeting you at that yeah. velocity, it's there's there's a higher risk, is but, what. But I you think know what? Clark in today's game, in today's game, it's not like off the forty, a prop always just drills it back. No, sometimes they spread the ball. Yeah, yeah but I think still, what they're saying is, 
I think statistically speaking, if there's, I don't know, five concussions a game, they're saying that the majority of them are occurring on these, on the dropouts or the kickoffs. Like, think of it this way, Guilty. More teams are now going to go, even if it's not short, more teams will go from that for, for that bounce in touch and then out of touch to attempt. Like, because if if you get the if you kick the ball out and drop kick or a halfway kick, and the ball bounces in the field and then out, you get the ball back. So now, if you kick yeah. the ball out on the full, you're still not really copping it, are you? Like, now look, I, I I understand why I understand what Clarky that what the the physio has said the NRL physio. I just I think it changes the game. That's not the game I like. It'd be hundred percent. It changes the game, and I and I and I disagree with. It. I don't like it. Mm. But it's an interesting take, and it's it... hard and it's it's hard to argue with his like with his I don't know perspective on it as well. His take is because I because I, I, but... I, 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 I think I agree with what he's saying. I think that's what the NRL has done. Surely the NRL is not like yeah, what well, the fans want more short dropouts. Well, well, I thought. That the NRL would go, we want more points, and this is a way to get easy points into a game. Well, what I what I That's dislike what about it most, me. what I dislike about it most is like because there's no penalty for it now, it's literally getting rid of like the NRL or rugby league, I should say, is literally getting rid of the take the two. Take the two is is like really hard to come by now. Now they're trying to promote attacking football, and this inadvertently or maybe directly affects that, but. Yeah, initially when it came out, I was just like, "Why?" But you know, but did, Mate, it's, it's is, such, it's is such it a knee-jerk reaction? Though. Why do you have to have such a big change? Well, is it a knee-jerk reaction to the grand final when Adam Reynolds failed to go ten, like when he kicked the ball out on the drop kick from the goal line? Is it a knee-jerk reaction to the grand final, or is it? But it's that, but that only costs them what two points? Yeah, well, they end up losing by two, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think it's why. that. I know what you're saying. I don't think it's that. Mm. No, because what? Because his other attempt at a short dropout cost him six points. Yeah. Well, here's a question. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and they and they and they want more of that. So yeah. if 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 that is the reason why, Clarky, why doesn't the NRL just come out and say this? What I agree, hundred percent. Agree with that. Why didn't they say that? It looks better if you do say it, and they yeah. haven't. And then people go, okay, well, they're trying to be a bit safe. But it's not like that. They just go, this is a real change. No they, they literally, you know? they literally guilty. They literally said, like Andrew Abdo is quoted saying, the change was made to incentivize, incentivize short kickoffs. Yeah, I, that's what I, I honestly think it's that. I, I don't think it's anything to do with safety. I think it's more points, easier points. Mm. But and what that does is right. So a team like Penrith will 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 bash you down into into your into your. 20 and then all of a sudden you know they do something where they don't really get a penalty for it and they just keep you in that 20 so they yeah, just grind you out of the game it's gonna it's gonna change the, like we're gonna talk about this all year i betcha and like it's gonna be a tactic yeah. from teams because now you're gonna get teams that are attacking going well i don't want to fucking get a short i don't want to get a set restart because they can get the ball back now I, i'm just gonna try and go for the try it's gonna change the game no like there's always a, a domino effect to these rule changes and we're going to see it this year, no doubt. But anyway, whilst we're on rule changes, boys, after three seasons of testing forward pass technology, the NRL have confirmed that they will not be introducing it into the game anytime soon. 
and have stated that it will interfere with continuity of the game too much. So I agree. I think it's yeah. Look, um, what can you do? They do. They, they get they get away with a howler. That's part of the game. I don't mind. I don't mind that. I complain when it happens, but. It oh, absolutely. It Every, but... it, it sort of, it goes around full circle. Like, you can't tell me there are many teams that go, how come we never get a forward pass? <laughs> no one, yeah, nah. It's, you, you feel jaded when you cop it as the team that, you know, concedes a try to it. But, Clarky, what do you think? Is there any way to fix forward pass? Like, if there's any way to fix it, would you firstly? And what is it? I think the officials just have to be better. <laughs> That's the only way to fix it, really. Easier said than done. Yeah, yeah. They got to keep up with these bloody, you know, elite footballers, and they don't. And they go, oh, well, no. <laughs> like that. Mate, what was the hell last year? Reese Walsh, Reese Walsh threw a fucking Tom Brady pass at one point, and the yeah. year before in the finals, Parramatta, Parramatta threw a fucking. It would have gone three meters forward against the Cowboys. Yeah, against, against the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, boys, we'll uh, move on. There's two. There's two in two years. Yeah, that's right. That's the only that's ones I can bad. remember. That, yeah, that, that made a big difference. Like someone would the one, go, the funny, oh, Reece Walsh, though. Reece, Reece Walsh goes, no, it's fine. Yeah, he's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely not. Anyway, uh, we'll move on. Topic number two, boys. The preseason challenge versus the World Club challenge. Now, the preseason challenge will soon be entering its sophomore year, kicking off next Thursday, the 15th of February. Boys, pop quiz. Who were the winners of the inaugural preseason challenge in 2023? The Manly? Guilty? No idea. It was Manly. Clarky with the brains. Yeah. Check out the big brains on Ryan. <laughs> and I'm probably the one, probably the one here who least cares. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a big deal, man. They won hundred grand. And yeah. and the inaugural trophy or whatever it is, a shield or a plate or <laughs> they won hundred grand a day. You get hundred grand for winning it. Can you believe Pen- it? Penrith would be furious they didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're already on the Penrith fucking. You're already jumping on them. I don't even bring them up. Hey, they're always whinging about money. Oh god. Okay. You haven't dropped. As soon as you said a hundred grand, as soon as you, I'm like, he's going to bring up Penrith. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised the CEO hasn't said something. (laughs) Bring that Brian Fletcher in here. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to go into the preseason challenge too uh, into too much depth. But who do you think will win this year, boys? It's 16 teams, and I'll explain why in a sec. But Mate, do you know what? Who's winning? It doesn't. It, it's just rubbish. Just have a guess. I like, have games. some. I have some fun, Nick. Who's going to win? Do you know? What? I enjoyed the the the. What was it? Was it the sevens they had or the nines they had before that? The what nines. was it they were playing before the that? Nine. The nines. The nines. The nines is better than this shit. Hundred <laughs> percent. I agree. Who's winning, Guilty? Come on, just say say a team. Um, mate, I'll say a team, and they'll play their entire reserve grade side. Uh, I'll go with. St. George. There you go. I was just about to say the Dragons. Oh, okay. I'm saying Manly back-to-back, boys. Manly back-to-back. They're looking... Mate, they can't afford to go back. They can't afford to let Tom play any games. Hey, he played in a... They had a scrimmage. Did you see that? They had a scrimmage behind closed doors, them and the Dragons, a 60-minute game. Did you see Madness. that? Madness. Yeah. Do, do, do you like that? What's your thoughts on on that, Guilty? Mate, look, if it, if it works, it works. But look, I, my personal opinion is that when they start contact, it's it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Mate, um, the Storm, like while we're still on the preseason challenge, the Storm are taking one of their trial games to Fiji, which I really like. 
And other clubs are going regional with their games. Like I think Melbourne's going to Bendigo and they're going around to like regional areas or non-traditional areas. Where are like the Storm going? Bendigo, I think, off memory. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, um, the question I have is, for the trials anyway, should all of the trial games be held at non-traditional venues or expansion areas? Because you've got, um, like, for example, the, the the Bulldogs are playing at Belmore. I don't mind that because it's a it's a suburban ground. But then you've got the Sharks playing at Cronulla, and I'd rather them play elsewhere just to expand the game to areas that don't really see rugby league as frequently. What's your, what, what do you think? Yeah, hundred percent. What like, <clears throat> yeah. How how many people are going to get to all? How many people are going to go Shark Park? Ten thousand because that's all it holds. But <laughs> yeah, it's a per- it's a perfect opportunity to take it somewhere else. And Bendigo, yeah. Bendigo is a mad, that, that, it's a mad idea. You go out. It's their version of, of it's obviously their version of like Wagga or Tamworth or something that we've got. But um, well, like, like Wagga's Wagga's getting a game. You know, Mudgy's getting a game. You know, like I like all that. I li- I like how clubs do that or they have that initiative to like, I think also like the Broncos aren't playing at Suncorp or um, even at uh, Redcliffe. Are they going to play in, you know, the Gabba and, you know, somewhere else, like, you know, just places that they don't usually play at. I, I'm all about it. Guilty? Yeah. I like regional games. Mm-hmm. Mate. Um, so like I said, the preseason challenge has 16 teams. So if, if you haven't noticed the, uh, reason being is that uh, they haven't included the premiers of the NRL and the premiers of the Super League. So last year they had St. Helens and Penrith in the preseason challenge and they included the World Club Challenge as one of the games that was being adjudicated as a, you know, in, in that stupid trophy that they have. But anyway, um, what they're doing now is they're opting out both of those sides and they only play the World Club Challenge. So the 2024 fixture, which is sold out already, by the way, over a month out from the from the fixture, um, Wigan, who won the Super League, will host in the UK the Penrith Panthers and it will kick off for Australian viewers on Sunday, the 25th of February at 7 a.m. So my question is, should the World Club Challenge... Firstly, always be played in the UK, and secondly, should they always miss out on the preseason challenge? Yes, and yes, fantastic. Happy for them to go to the UK, and couldn't care less if they played in Australia, because obviously we've got the preseason challenge, mm. and uh, um, it's good for it's good to go over there with an Australian team, and like I know traditionally. We should be beating them every year, but they've been pretty good a lot of years. The Poms, I think. And I, I think, think they give them take a little it... bit of advantage when you go to England. Well, that that's one thing because, like, look, let's be honest. Like, everyone views the Super League as a level below the NRL, and it is. It it, it is, but I think they revere this fixture more than Australian um, audiences and clubs. To be fair, well, you know what? And they don't have an origin. They don't. This is like their origin. Yeah, they don't. So. I, I love it. I, I love like if they if the way forward is the game's always in the UK. I think it's fair. Look, like I said, the game sold out over a month a month out. It's sold out, so they're treating this like it's the you know the Champions League grand final in soccer. You know what I mean? Like I know it's not a, as big a fixture, but that's how they're treating it. Is what I'm saying, Clarky. What do you think? 
Yeah, who? I don't, I don't think the premiers aren't going to care if they're missing out on the preseason challenge. I don't think anyone would care if they miss out on the preseason challenge. Oh, 100 percent, But so, do you think? Do you think? Like you know, Penrith's going over there and they want to play Jerome Luai. So do you think that maybe I don't know if it's just Penrith because they haven't won one, and we're going to have won four of them by the way. But is it because they want to like they want to take it seriously and you know make this fixture a bit more? Um, you know, have a bit more backbone to it, or is it because they haven't won one of the trophies yet? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, good on them for taking it seriously. It'd be shit out if they just go over there with like kind of a half baked team. Mm. They know they normally don't, though, do they? They normally take the players that are that are ready to play. I, I feel like, I feel like the players actually <laughs> want to win another trophy. That's why they like a trophy that has some weight to it. You know what I mean? Like, I'd love to, if I was in the Panther side, I'd love to win this trophy. You know what I mean? It, you, you can proclaim you're the best in the world, technically. You know what I mean? Even though they are. But they haven't and I reckon, I reckon that I reckon that loss last year would have, like, I don't think they would have thought about it for too long, but I reckon they're thinking about it now. As in, like, making that the fixture loss, like the a... loss against, yeah, the loss against St. Was it St. Helens? Yeah, they beat him in Penrith 13 12. Yeah, mate, I reckon they'd be thinking about that now and taking it very seriously. Yeah. Anyway, boys, topic number three the NRL in Las Vegas. Now, we're a month, we're less than a month out actually from uh, the NRL hosting their inaugural round one season launch in Las Vegas, Nevada. And as we predicted in episode 110 and has since been confirmed, uh, your Rabbitohs, Clarkey, will face the Manly Seagulls and the Brisbane Broncos will face the Roosters in a double header at the 60,000-seat Allegiant Stadium as the opening matches to round one of the official 2024 NRL season. So some people are still asking, like, are these trials? It is not trials. It is the season proper. It is the start of the 2024 season. So these Vegas matches interestingly, will be played one week prior to the remaining six round one NRL matches. And this is due to avoiding jet lag and for the competing teams. So they're splitting round one over two weeks. The matches will be streamed live on Sunday, the 3rd of March at 1.30 p.m. and 3.30 p.m. for Australian audiences. So in America, it's 6.30 and 8.30 p.m. on a Saturday night, which is pretty cool. Um. There's been heaps who of play, cross promotion. Who plays first? Uh, the rabbits. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's been heaps of cross promotions with the NFL already. So we've seen Rob Gronkowski in a Manly jersey. We've seen Tom Brady in a Brisbane Broncos jersey. We've seen a halftime. I've got a quick question about that. Yeah. You, you obviously saw the footage of Brady throwing the ball to Reese Walsh. Mm. And Volkanovski was at the same function. Where was that? Uh, that was in Brisbane. Oh, was that in Brisbane? Okay, it was right. in Brisbane. Yeah, so like they had, they have um, uh, what's it called? The Broncos are really trying to get behind like the Tom Brady bandwagon. Manly's gone down the Rob Gronkowski bandwagon. Uh, the the quartet of clubs um, were at the Las Vegas Raiders game. Apparently, it was the worst game of the season in the NFL, but they were there at halftime. So they had a halftime interview during the game in the stadium they're about to play in and it was streamed live to, you know, a hundred million viewers over in America. So I know they would have no idea a lot of them what, what's going on, but you know, 
it's something. Not to mention Peter Volandi's having dinner with Joe Biden. He probably didn't realize that who's the president of the United States, by the way, for those that don't know politics. Joe Biden probably had no idea who he was or what was happening, but he was was having dinner with him, yeah. So it's something. It's something, boys. Is it not? <laughs> yeah, we love it. It's Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know who he was or what was happening. <laughs> anyway, look, like you said at the start, Gilbert, it hasn't yeah. all been great news. Um, you know, there's already been complaints from the Roosters, Broncos, Rabbits, and Manly in regards to clearing player visas uh, and the players that do carry criminal records. And there's also the fact that... Has anything come out about that? Do we know any players who can't go? Well, the, yeah. the, has the anyone media, been named yet? Yeah, the media has the well, the media has named you know Reese Walsh, Payne Haas, Latrell Mitchell, <laughs> you know that players that have been charged with something before, yeah. and they haven't said that they're the ones that are having issues, but they would they would be having issues because America are pretty strict with criminal records of you know alien the, what, illegal what, what aliens. The issue is what the, what you know what's funny is like this is what I've heard, and maybe this is not true, but this is what I've heard is that. You can get all the way over there, and once you're at customs, they go, "Nah, sorry." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. They Why can can't they work it out before you get there? I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> Landy's is confident he's going to clear everyone. But you know, who knows? Sweet. Who knows? Who it's knows? Sweet. Yeah, it was a minor assault. <laughs> Could you imagine if Matt Lodge went over there? He'd be fucking arrested, arrested for that's a warrant. Yeah. <laughs> he's lucky he's not going, eh? He still wanted. <laughs> there was someone else who did something over in America too when they were. It was um, um, oh my god, it was two rabbits of, players, I, wasn't it? No, no, I was thinking of someone else. He, um, I think I he had. You're talking about. I'll, I'll think, I'll think of it, I'll think of it later, and he's being smarty, and I'll just mention, I'll, men- I'll mention his name just randomly. Oh no yeah, go Niners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is he that forty? He's not that 40, the same 49ers guy, was well, he? No, nah. oh, no, no, he's not playing. Give him a break. Surely it couldn't he's be the same playing. person. Surely it couldn't playing. be. It couldn't be. Couldn't be. Anyway, yeah. the NRL are also, they're confident they're going to sell a lot of tickets. But at the moment, I think they've only sold 25,000 of the 60. But that, that was in January. So I haven't got any updates on ticket sales. Mate, Americans are mad at sport. I know a whole heap of Australians that are going over there. I'm yeah, I, I think they're going to get. A near sellout. If look, I'd love it to be They'll a sellout. sellout. They'll sell out. I'd They'll love it to be out. a sellout. It, it should. It should be yeah. like it deserves it. And like I've always said, rugby league has held itself back. Like, you know, Super League war was a big deal. That was a massive fuck up from this sport. And somehow, you know, they don't. They haven't died. They're just like cockroaches, man. They just somehow, you know, survive. Anyway, um, I want to know if you boys, because there's some pundits in the media that are just so against this. I want to know if you boys are excited about this new Las Vegas five-year deal venture. I, I love it. I, but what, 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 why, why are they negative towards it? All I can see is more people who become fans. What's the yeah, issue? Like, do you do you think that it will work? Because I've got more to talk about in regards to what the NRL is doing behind I think, the scenes. I know that I know that they're going to have that draft thing. I don't look. You know what? There's some serious athletes over there. Mm. I, I mean. I don't know. I think you still need to know the game. You can't just be. Oh, you know what? Maybe not because there's a is it is it Jason Mylata? Yeah, um, the, um, he used to play for South and he's gone over Philadelphia, and Philadelphia Eagles. 
A hundred, yeah, yeah. Jordan, Jordan Maylada, Jordan Maylada, Jordan Maylada. He's earning a hundred million dollars over a six-year period. Like that worked, and I well, think he came through the 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 same sort of system the other way, going the other way though. Well, it's interesting because the Rabbitohs are in contact with Jordan Maylada, and they're trying to get him to convince, you know, his team to to come yeah, along well, and watch the game. I've heard that they're trying to get the, the Kelsey brothers have got yeah. a um, yeah, a they're podcast. trying to get, yeah, they're trying but to get right now. One of them's playing, so it's hard for them to. Do you know what I mean? Like one of them's playing in a in a in a Super Bowl, so yeah, they're trying to get them. Like that's for those that don't know, one of them's dating Taylor Swift, but you know who cares about either of them? But they're trying to get them. Apparently, they they they've got big pool. I think I think Vlandy's, and I know you don't. I don't know about you, Guilty, but I know Clark. I don't really like him, but I, I've 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 maintained for the last three years now four, going on four, that he has been great for this game. And I think what he's doing with this venture is, yeah, I know there's gambling. I know that, that it's, it's another avenue and a revenue spinner for gambling, but I don't care because that, if that benefits rugby league, great. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's a good thing. And if along the way they're doing the right things, which I will get into in a sec, that can then grow the game in – a sporting juggernaut in America, if they can finally get this game going in that country, it will benefit rugby league as a whole over the next few decades. And it could only go up from there if they do the right things as the foundation, which is right now. But Clarkie. Well, I don't know. I don't know if Clarkie agrees with me here, but I was sort of excited when two years ago we started talking about the Americans getting their act together, having American competition, and they were yeah. talking about who they signed. And yeah, mate, I found that I found that more interesting. Oh, I, I enjoyed talking about that a little more than the the Super League, to be honest, because I was Man, interested that, in how that it was, was going to start off. You know, that was what. But got then us it just sort of America- felt, it felt it fell away, and this this might regenerate that interest. Well, that it's interesting because that got us a lot of American viewers, listeners, yeah. I should say, but. Anyway, Clarky, what's your thoughts on on Vegas? Yeah, mate, am, am I excited about watching a game over there on like watching on TV? Probably not, not really, but I can see huge benefit, huge benefits, mm. like long term. But they have to stick to it. It can't be just the. I don't think even a five year thing is probably going to be enough. I think it needs to be a 10, 15 year plan. And I'm I glad there is be, five. At, to, yeah. at least, oh yeah, 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 and I think it can massive. I, th- I think there can be massive benefits. Let's imagine in twenty years' time, if like America's actually competitive in, say, World Cup, that'd be great. Like, that'd be enormous for yeah. everything. I Man, Japan did it in rugby union. They got slapped one hundred and ten nil by New Zealand in one World Cup, and now they're bleeding. They're beating, you know, like some some big wigs as of you know last year. You know, they're, they're, they're considered a top eight nation in rugby union now. So it can happen. They just, they have to stick to it and not go, oh, well, it's not working. I'm just not, not going to try anymore. That's what I don't like about rugby league fans in general. They're like, oh, as if, that's what I'm saying, Nick. Like people that even comment, like you would look at the comments next time something about Vegas pops up. Just read the comments on Instagram or Facebook. And everyone's like, oh, they're just going to get on the bags and that's it. Like it's going to be shit. No one's going to try it's like man, they it's, have to try. A, this is a, this is a this is a game. It's part of the it's part of the season, mate. There's a space for rugby league in America because have you ever watched a have you ever watched a proper NFL game go to woe? 
Oh. It's like it's four hours. Yeah, it goes it's crazy. Forever. Yeah, it's crazy. Whereas this is, and, and baseball is the same. Baseball, like baseball, in, in, as opposed to cricket, is quicker. But there's a space for something like rugby league because soccer's mm. a sort of, to me, I know America are sort of they're trying to drive soccer, but it sort of hasn't kicked off. Like they've still got to bring in, you know, Beckham or or one of the one of the well, they've got Messi. They've got Messi now. They've got Messi. Messi. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it's still, I don't hear about it. I don't see it as much. No. I think I think there's a space for rugby league in America. There's a lot of Polynesian um, expats. Yep. And there's a lot of guys who um, don't make it in the NFL and then they don't, there's nowhere for them to go. So you've got all these athletes, super athletes, who would like to continue playing something. Do you know what I mean? So I think 100%. But they've got, they've got a big, so like just real quickly with like when we're talking about uh, the North American Rugby League, that, that was the competition that, 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 tried and failed very quickly that we were talking about, which at the time, you know, they had signed some big names. Pretty much there's like leagues split up across America and they've just re like the, what's it called? The guy that runs the IRL, uh, Troy Grant, he basically said, we're reforming the way that you run the sport in your country. And if you don't want to be a part of it, then your club's gone. And if you want to be a part of it, this is, this is how it works. So pretty much they've just said, look, You've got, uh, you know, the, the southern, that's uh, not southern, eastern comp, western comp, and, you know, the middle of the country comp. And then they're like, just just, just play your comps and then work. we'll work it out. You know what I mean? So eventually we'll get to an amateur status and then a, pro, a semi-pro and then hopefully a pro status in, you know, a decade or so. That's what they want. They don't want to just like just try it and, you know, hope hope it works without any foundation. But anyway... With the NRL in America, um, the double header is on Fox Sports One, which is their biggest Fox Sporting, uh, their biggest sporting network. So that's that's where the NFL is in America. So 100 million people have access to this this double header come March third. And what Peter Volandi is is trying to do, he's trying to broker a deal where at least one NRL game is shown live on Fox sports every week. Cause right now it's just origin and I think just the grand final. I don't know if it's the other finals games, but he wants, he wants the NRL on at least once a week on Fox sports. That's the in way America. forward right in America. America. That'd be enormous. <clears throat> it's a massive, massive, if he can broker a deal like that, which, you know, you got to fight. You got to, you got to realize you like, tell me, you can't tell me if you're in America, even if you don't, even if you don't follow rugby league, which is fine, right? But if you're switching between channels and you're looking for something to watch, you know, and you come across that, you go, ah, oh, this is that Australian game. I'll give this a, I'll just watch this for a bit. They're maniacs, no helmets, no pads. Let's watch yeah. this for a bit. Yeah. Just have a look. Do you know what I mean? They won't understand it. Like a lot of people when the NFL is on in, in Australia, you go, oh, this is the American game where they're wearing helmets and pads. Let's watch this for a bit. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like NFL It's going to work. It'll work. It'll work. Because they always so. talk. You hear, like you hear them on talkback shows and they go, oh, the Australians, they're mad. Like they don't know the difference between rugby union and rugby league, but who cares? That will come. If it's done right, it will come. Yeah. And, mate, look, then you've got the player combine. So the NRL's hosting this combine. They're inviting 50 of USA's top male and female athletes that have they have to apply. They have to do um, testing as well at the combine, obviously. And then the idea is 
out of the 25 men, they're going to pick two. Out of the 25 women, they're going to pick two. Give them a shot to trial at a club, an the NRL club. The problem I've got with that is, can you remember we had the rookie? Yeah. And none of them did anything. Yeah, I know, but like... I, this is going to be the same. But that was a I TV mean, show. Like maybe that was a bit like, you know, for semantic. Yeah. I don't know. That was, like, a, that was a TV show and that was just Aussies. It was yeah. shit. It's like if they were going to make one it, point where they were they were driving a, a dog. They were trying to drive sheep into a pen. I was like, this is fuck. What's this? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a TV <laughs> show. I think it's crap. But you know, like I, like they got the combine. I, I like that idea because you know if they're good and they can crack it, they crack it. If they don't, well, you tried. You know what I mean? Like just keep going. I, I'd be interested combines. to see see what the testing is in the combine because obviously, like there's NFL combine, but. There's a specific group of tests that are uh, NFL specific. I've I'd got, like to I've know. Got me. The I've got a me. If you want to know, do you want to know? Yeah, yeah, I'd be interested. Yeah. Okay. Firstly, you have to do an interview and a medical. That's the first thing you got to do. Past that, yeah. you get tested in a 20 meter sprint, medicine ball throw, bench press, broad jump. So that's like hopping, like forward. Yeah. And it's like, a, a, it's like a broad jump's like a long jump, just static. You, you, you don't have a run. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then yeah. 1.2 kilometer Bronco run. Yeah, is that's it? pretty cool. And then following that is a skills you assessment. Know what, does for, people know what a Bronco is? I don't know what a Bronco run is. So it's like a, it's a short area playing. fitness test. Yeah. So you got blokes like Scott Drinker Water who can do it in, I don't know, I'll, I'll probably stuff the times up, but something like four minutes. And that's yeah. super fit athlete does yeah. it in. You know, four minutes. I think um is it what's the youngest Lassic brother who plays hooker for uh for the Warriors? Freddie. He's a beast at it as well. He's got some ridiculous time at three fifty nine or something like that. You pretty so much run go, you run up, up up and back like ten up, meters. There's a lot of up and backs and then there's a halfway point and, and and then you come back and yeah. yeah. You move it you move back to the posts. It's it's yeah, it's a fitness test. Okay. Until it equals 1.2 kilometers of your runs. So every like yeah. cone is set out at 10 meters and then you just do your lines. But anyway, then after that, you do kicking and catching, evasion, passing and tackling skills. So that's what they do for the combine. Then around the event, you've got the Hawks versus the Wolverines. That's America versus Canada in an international test match. You've got a Vegas Nines two-day tournament for any senior men's, women's and under-18s clubs in the US. You've got... The NRL hosting, refereeing, and coaching accreditation courses. And on the back of all that, the NRL have partnered officially with the UFC, the Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL, and NASCAR Racing. So they can use, they can cross promote with them whenever they want now. So right. they're doing the right things, boys. Ricky Barbie. Ricky Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that, the last thing I want to see is NRL clubs. This is just my idea. NRL clubs and Super League clubs linking up with domestic US rugby league clubs that are established right now. So like the Broncos, the Brisbane Broncos partner with the Brooklyn Kings. You know what I mean? That's a club in America. You got Utah, you got bloody um Cleveland. You know, you got you got these you got clubs set up there. I think partnering up with I, real clubs. I was just I was just thinking um It'd really fuck over the Poms with regards to expats as like Australians who are moving over to England. Because wouldn't you rather go to America and play? Yeah. I, I know I would. Yeah, if the money's you know there. I mean? So those 100%. players that are coming to the end or thinking of going somewhere else, I'd, I'd go, uh, yeah, England or America. Mm. Cold or 
Nice weather. <laughs> it's looking good, boys. I- I'm liking it. But anyway, we'll move it on. Topic number four. Uh, the West Tigers off-season. So there's a lot to dissect here for them. So we'll tackle it uh, in order, I guess. So December 12th, uh, the club decided to sack their entire board uh, following a review. And um, the review was about governance and culture. So their major sponsor, which is Brighton's Lawyers, Lee Hadjapantelis, he was sacked. Um, and Justin Pascoe, who's the CEO of the football club, uh, he decided to resign, but I think he was pushed out. They've um, hired ex and New South Wales Premier Barry O'Farrell as the chairman of the board and ex-Panthers and Rabbitohs CEO Shane Richardson as the CEO of the football club. When you speak with Tigers fans, boys, as this was happening, I, I know I did, um, it was easy to gauge that they hated Pantelis, they hated Justin Pascoe, they hated the board, they hated that they hadn't been in, in finals for the last 15 years, and it was more of a, a rejuvenation and jubilation at that, that they sacked the board. So following that, the, the first thing that Shane Richardson does is he sacks uh, Scott Fulton, who was their recruitment manager for about five minutes, and again, <laughs> they... They all rejoiced. Shane Richardson goes, this is Benji Marshall's team. He is now the head coach. And he is now also head of recruiting. He he has a big um, say in who is recruited to this club. It won't be Scott Fulton, who was from Manly. Bye-bye. So there goes the board. There goes the CEO. There goes the recruitment manager. Following all this, the club signs three times back-to-back-to-back premiership winning Panthers 5-8, Jerome Luai, to a massive deal starting in 2025. So I'm going to ask you straight out, boys, as my pause. Jerome Luai, like I said, three back-to-back premierships, played for Samoa, played for the Blues. Uh, Is he worth $6 million over five seasons, equating to $1.2 million a year? You go first, Clarkie. The issue is with the Tigers and Jerome Lewis, and speaking to Tigers fans, is that no matter what they did, the media was just going to... The, the media is always... They, they love being negative towards the Tigers. It's been, the, it's been a pile on for years and years and years now. If Tigers would have failed to sign him on that much money... The the chorus would have been, oh, Tigers can't even Tigers can't sign anyone. Tigers can't even sign Jerome Luai on six million dollars. And now that the fact that they've signed him, the chorus is, they've paid overs. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to perform. He's not going to he's not going to deliver the results. I like the way you've seen that. That's cool. I like that. That was that, that that's my brother. That's my brother. That's my brother's opinion. That's a lot of Tigers fans because that's 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 what they, they can't do anything without any positivity. Mm. Is, is it a good worth, signing? Is he worth six? Is he a good signing? One hundred fucking percent. Is he worth six million dollars? I, I, I don't know. If mm. we'll find out when he, we'll find out when he starts playing for the Tigers. It's going to be very fucking different for him. Obviously, he's going to have to step up enormously. Mm. Can he step up? I think he fucking he'll go pretty close. Guilty? 
Mate, there's been periods where Nathan Cleary has been out and Jerome Moore has run that team and he's run it fine. And if you think if you can think of another player that has um, more explosivity in the middle as a half in the middle of the game that plays more like Benji Marshall than anyone else currently playing in the NRL, is it is it not Jerome Moore? I reckon it's a great signing. I don't think he's he look, the Tigers had to pay that to get him. Um, I don't think he's worth that, but I, I think it's it's a catch-22. You've got to pay him. And that's when struggling teams have got to pay overs. That's just how it is in every sport. And well, you're mate, better off paying over. And you're better off – if you're going to pay overs for anyone, you're going to pay overs for a a, a triple premier halfback who's uh, – half who's played for his state, played for his country. That's who you're you don't, you don't pay overs for back in the day when they were paying overs for fucking Adam Blair and he was nah. running for 10 metres a game. Yeah, yeah. 100%. This I'll, is, I'll this is a good, good overs. I'll tell you what. Look, it's about his attitude when he gets there. If he comes and he's got a good attitude and he drags the young guys up and says, look, I'm, this is how you fucking, this is how you be a winner. This is how we did it at Penrith. Let's be winners, you know. It'll be awesome. If he gets there and it doesn't go great and he starts kicking rocks, man, he's going to, you think Luke Brooks cops and they He's going to cop some heat. He will cop heat if he does. But I don't think he... I mean, I, I really like Jerome Luai. Eh? I don't think he's a rock I, kicker. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think he's... he's I think he's quite passionate. I think he's doing the right thing for his family. I mean, what, I mean why would you not... 800,000 versus 1.2 a year. Mate, look, Pen, Penrith... 400,000 a year. Mate, Penrith only upped their offer once to yeah. 850 over three hey, years. And, over three you know years. Man, what are they meant to do? They can't pay any more anyway. That's not their fault either. It just is no, what no, it no, is. no. It's not. It's the price I, of success. I think it's um. I think it's um. Like Penrith are honest in the media, but I also don't think they they, they don't like when players leave either. But it, it is what it is. Like you, well, they, you're they can't blow up. They can't blow up. Look, man, I'm. I think that Penrith have got like there's there's a kid coming through. He didn't play at all last year, but the year before he he got a game at the end of the year. Uh, Jack something. Jack Cole. Cole. He's a five eight. Jack, Jack Cole. Cole. That's it. He's he's a gun. He's waiting for a chance. Like the thing is, man, you got to sometimes with those top teams, you've got to say, okay. Well, first of all, they've won three in a row, and I think, you know, last year I didn't pick them to win the grand final, but they did it so convincingly mm. after they came back after they made that comeback. Not convincingly. Well, <laughs> man, throughout the year they were convincing. They they were the, they were they first all year. Not all year, they but they've got the year, minor man. premiership. Yeah, they got the yeah, minor premiership. But, but I don't think they had to come back from anything. They were always at the top. You know, they play such a high standard. I think, you know, once you've won three in a row or possibly four in a row, I don't I don't know if they'll win again. But man, he's done every he's done everything, Jerome Law. Why not? Now try and take a side that that, that hasn't done much for a long time. And then people just say, for instance, he's successful. Just say in two or three years, they make the finals or they go deep into the finals. People say, "Fuck, Jerome Lua was definitely worth 1.2 million. He's taken them to the finals. That's something he hasn't done. Honestly, That's something that Nathan Cleary will never have to do." I mean, I think it's a good signing. Will... I think it's a good signing. I think it's a good signing. I think it's, I think a, it's good a good signing. signing. I think it's a good signing, and I think that, like, we all agree it's a good signing. But I think they've paid. Like, man, you look at the Bulldogs' offer, right? So Jerome Lua, when he came out and did his press conference to confirm his position. He said the Bulldogs were this close. The Bulldogs offered four mil over four years, which was what the Tigers had initially offered. And he was yeah. going to go to the Dogs. It was all money. And then it was like, it was, I mean, like, not, not literally. I mean, like, it was it was going to happen. It was going to go to the Bulldogs. The Tigers said, nah, fuck this. We need this guy. 
Let's give them an extra year and an extra million dollars on top of that. Mate, did the Dragons make an effort? No, no, no. Dragons never were never in the race for him. It was Panthers, Dogs, and Tigers. That was that. And yeah, Panthers, Panthers weren't Panthers weren't in it. It just it was, they, a, it was a what's it called? <laughs> it, it, no, but it was just like a token. Oh, I get. We got fifty thousand. I, I agree, Kelly. Yeah, you know, and and look, it's a big man. The first year he's there, it's going to be a big wake up call. But he's going to have like. If I'm a Tigers fan, I would have a lot of trust um, instilled into this player because he's come from a system where you can't fuck around. You got to far off. Their forward not, pack's good. Their forward pack's good. They're lacking halves. They've gone and bought a half. I know he's going to be there in another year. What? He, they've got a great fullback. He's young. He's young. Mate, you got to start somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, look, like we're good. we're going to preview. We're going to preview all the clubs in the, over the next two weeks in our um, Crystal Ball Predictions episodes. But just on the Panthers, like, you know, they 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 always, like, they got Jack Cole. Like, this year they signed Brad Schneider, who was a Raiders player on transfer at Hull Kingston Rovers and killed it over there in England. He's come back with a better, more experience and big game experience. He was in the bloody World Club, not the World Club, the um, Challenge oh, Cup final. And, an and he played finals. I, he played finals I, in the Super League. I just don't think Schneider's a shoe-in with that Jack Cole there. Yeah, well, that's fine. Like they've got that. Like the Panthers can they've afford competition. competition, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, then you've got the Tigers, right? I saw this guy the other day, actually, like walking to training. Um, they've signed Justin Olam from the Storm. They got rid of Sean Bloor. They traded Sean Bloor to the Storm. But you know, Justin Olam's had a bad year with the Storm. He was injured, and by all accounts, he's better. And man, when he's good, then we know what he can do. He can be center of the year. According to Guilty last year, you know, mate, he's a good player. I think he lost confidence when he got absolutely destroyed by Lokawadu. Yeah, Clarky, Justin Olam. Yeah, it's a good signing, and mate, and to get rid of, not to get rid of, but to give a men training Sean Bloor. I know Guilty's been raving on about him for years now. Like I like Bloor, but he's. We've been speaking about him for years, and he's he hasn't failed, he hasn't and, he's, up. Yeah. and he's fa- and he's failed to do something. So it's if the, if that's what it took to get rid of to that's what it took to get Olam. Great, it's a great swap. And then you look at you know some mixed news for the club, and you could take it as, as you want. It some are rejoicing, some are like, oh, how could the Tigers do this to him? But uh, they've severed ties with David Nofaluma after all these years, and you know what's being reported is that. He committed multiple club breaches. He wasn't rocking up to training. Wasn't even telling. I think he wanted out. I think he wanted yeah. out. Ready I think he agita- I think he agitated a release as well. Doing yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know. He was wanted at Melbourne. He was. He was. I know. But look, they. I think it's interesting because they didn't just sack him. They said, "Look, here's three hundred grand of your one million dollars over the next two years. Just take it and run." And he's like, "Okay." So he took it. And look, yeah. all the news is is that the Storm and the Parramatta Eels guilty are the front runners to get him. Now, what, what would you think if your club signed him? Mate, I, I look, I hope he, he's an agitator. He's ag- uh, You know what? At least a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth. You know, whenever a player comes to your club, you always go, ah, oh, he's a bit of a fuckwit. But you know what? He's in my club now. I want to give him a go. <laughs> Well, man, you know Benji, I mean? Benji, obviously, he's a good player. He, well, man, man he uh, was one of the best wingers in the world not that long ago. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's how we got his five-year bloody, you know, his five-year deal, and then he went, ah, no, I'm good now. Like that's what it looks like to me, anyway. 
I'm not saying, and look, the Tigers have gotten the last two wooden spoons, so no player's looking great there. But he doesn't get the ball. He doesn't get the ball at the Tigers. Do you know what I mean? Like, when he went to Melbourne, did, did he not look good? Was it two years ago? Um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah when they, had this, they swapped with Harry Grant? No. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't then. Momorowski? Maybe. Mate, he looked, <laughs> Someone. Good. he looked good at the Storm. He got an opportunity to Storm. It ended. He went back to the Tigers. There's a lot of talk about him going back to the Storm. It never eventuated. Then he played the season, and he, he just didn't get any ball. I'm not saying, look, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe it's his fault. I don't know enough about the Tigers' structures, but, man, can you can you remember too many wingers scoring at the Tigers? Hmm. So yeah. maybe it doesn't – it just didn't suit him, man. You know what, maybe, you know, um, I don't like the way it's, it's eventuated, but yeah. maybe if he goes back to the Storm – I th- you know, I think he's still a starter at most clubs. Well, Benji didn't like him, obviously, and that's why he's gone. So, you know. Man, probably- well, that's what I thought as well when I read all the articles. But then I read this thing. There was one point where, and this is commendable, right? And I, and I don't know how true. I don't know if it's media spin, but there was a, a time where he wasn't picking up the phone. This is no Faluma. And I don't know enough about his situation. I'm not I'm not speculating at all, but this is what was reported was that um, someone said, well, he's not picking up his phone. And Marshall goes, well, that's not good enough. Someone's got to go and find out if he's okay. Yeah, they did a welfare check on him. Two so days. Well, but, but it was initiated. What, what, what I read was that it was initiated by, by Benji. So when we say, oh, Benji didn't like him, maybe he just didn't like him for the club at that point. He still, you know, he cares yeah. about people, obviously. Anyway, look, we're going to discuss the Tigers' prospects in 2024, like I said, over the next two episodes in the Crystal Ball predictions. But, um, yeah, we're going to move on now to the Dragons. And like I said, they've... At the start of the episode, they've gone from bad to worse in this offseason. Uh, so they might not like this take, but it is fact. So um, Junior Ramon, he was their first choice 5'8". Uh, he's now been he, deregistered. He's not going to America. <laughs> no, he's, he's not going to America. He's not going anywhere, mate. He's been de- deregistered by the NRL. And for those that are unaware, um, yeah, in December, he was found guilty of assault charges in Wollongong, which were, you know, earlier in 2022, I think. Um, so that's pushed Cole Flanagan, who's their new signing, into the halves when initially he was signed as a hooker, which is where they're lacking right now. They're looking for I like one. him as hooker as well. The Bulldogs in reserve grade, he played well. Well, he's, he's in the halves now. They they, they oh, can't. Man. That's And, you know, they've come out. Like Shane Flanagan's been very, like, open with the media, I've found. Shane Flanagan, the new head coach of the Dragons, by the way, for the listeners that don't know. And he said my son was going to be hooker. Now he's going to be the 5'8 with Ben Hunt. Then you've got Ben Hunt, on the other hand, um, agitating to leave in 2025 still. He's come out and gone, yeah, I don't think I'll be there in 2025. And it's like, oh, that's great, Dragons fans. Like, I'm sure they're pissed off at him. And I would be if I was a Dragons fan because it's not really um, reflecting good culture. Or I know that in his situation, he probably wants to go back to Queensland because he's a Queenslander, i.e., let's look at TPJ boys. But... You know, we'll talk about him later. But I'm just saying, like, Ben Hunt is agitating for release. And, you know, it just doesn't look great, in my opinion. Then. Mate, don't you think, though, that a lot of that's every time the media go, ah, oh, Ben, you don't want to be here, do you? Oh, I don't know. I, I look, I don't know. But he gets quoted I saying. Media. I think it's immediate. But, you, but when, when he's getting quoted, Nick, saying, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'll be here in 2025. I'd like to hear the whole statement. I think that he sa- he says a lot of the time, this is where I am, this is where I've signed. Yep, if I had the opportunity to go somewhere else, I would because – but 
That's not great to hear, going, is it? Going somewhere else on the same money. No, but like well, I mean, his I, club's I, not going great. His club hasn't been going great for a while. He's a superstar. He's coming to the end of his career. So you want to leave when this when you want to leave my club. So I'm a Dragons fan now, right? You want to leave yeah, my yeah. club when you deem it a sinking ship. You know what? They should have done a better character check when they when they signed him. They should have done a better character check when they made him captain. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, they, they, they got he, the shit. He knew, he knew where the club was at when he signed. Yeah. So he can go get fucked. Yeah. Well, that's why he's that's why he's still there. But it's in not, saying that, can I just say shit. one thing on that? It is shit, man, but he still doesn't he, – he plays hard. I watch yeah, well, Ben Hunt and he doesn't not play hard. Man, he's a good player, but fuck, he's like, your marquee player and the guy's like, yeah, I don't want to be When we're anymore. giving three two ones out, when we give three two ones out and they're losing, he still gets points. I know he's their best player. We know that. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't reflect well on your club and to their fans that he's like, yeah, nah. Mate, what, how I read it was that Flanagan has said he's staying and that's the end of it. And the media can come out and ask him all the questions he wants and they can ask him if he wants to go. He's not going until it's finished. Anyway, I'm I'm with Clarky on this one. I'm I'm. It leaves a sour taste in my mouth that he keeps saying I've got two years left, but maybe I've got one. Like it's probably one. You know what I mean? Like anyway, where would anyway. He go? Here's a question: Where would he go? I don't know. Where would he go? Where the where Baron- could Ben Hunt go? The Broncos. You serious? They've got Reynolds. Uh, they've got Ezra Man. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wait, they just made the grand final with two hookers. Man, they're going to upgrade all the Broncos contracts and they'll still find room the for Broncos TPJ. The Broncos don't have any money. They'll still find room for Ben Hunt. Ah, come on, bro. They'll find room. Third parties, baby. I'll tell you what, man. The North Queensland Cowboys have got no money. The Broncos have got no money. The Gold Coast, maybe? Mm, maybe. Maybe not. Tino, David Fafita, maybe not. Yeah. Anyway. Is, I just don't think there's a spot for him there. Yeah, you know where I've seen anywhere? Canberra. But he doesn't want to go to Canberra. <laughs> Who wants to go to Canberra? It's cold, bro. Yeah. <laughs> when it's hot, it's hot. Anyway, yeah. look. Anyway, look. Then, you know, sticking to the Dragons, right? Then you got the Aiden Fanua Blake shock signing with the Sharks. I'm saying it's shocking because all the media, all of the media was saying it's between the Tigers, the Dragons, and the Bulldogs. And over the course of that media circle, the, tig- the Dragons pulled out, oh, sorry, the Bulldogs pulled out first because the Warriors wanted Jake- Jacob Preston and Billy Kikau. And they're like, no, you're not getting either of them. And they're like, okay, well, he's still touring. And apparently when he toured the facilities, Phil Gould didn't like him. So they they pulled out. Then the Tigers were like, we don't want you. We want Jerome Luai. They pull out. The Dragons, Shane Flanagan is hitting the media up going, yeah, yeah, we've offered him $4.4 million over four years. And, you know, we're going to expect that that call tonight. You know, it's great. It's great that, you know, we'll get him in 2025, blah, blah, blah. And then the bloke signs with the Sharks out of nowhere. Like, where did the Sharks come from? Mate, I think it's a great, I know we're going to talk about Sharks. Great signing for the Sharks. Do you but think it's a great here signing? Here we go. Do you think it's a great here, signing? 100%. It's what the, puts them over the edge. They've got a dominator now. Man, like. A dominator okay, with I, other I, really I, good forwards. Gildy, you, you played prop, right? He, he's going to be one more year with the Warriors. Then he's going to be 30 years old when he goes to the Sharks as yeah. a prop. Is that is that too mate, old to start like? To nah, start, like- mate. You know what? The thing is, when he goes to Sharks, 
he doesn't have to do the first hit up. You've got all those other props in that. You've got four decent props already in that side. Who's that six, six foot seven monster as well? Tom Hazelton. Tom Hazelton. Mate, they've got a lot of good props. So it's not like he has to go in there and take that first shit hit up like Stefano has to do at the Tigers every time. Here's Ooh. a question. What's the difference between him and Ben Hunt? Oh, it's family related. <laughs> Fuck me there. Come on. No, there is no difference. But we don't talk about him what we talk about Ben I Hunt. I think it's more because Ben Hunt talks about it every week. You know what Ben Hunt should have done? He should have started crying. He goes, oh, lose my family. Like Penelope Blake. <laughs> yeah. Listen, why is he going Wouldn't for- Wouldn't be an issue apparently. Well, listen, he's, he's going for $400,000 less. Than what the dragons offered, because I think I think you can win at the sharks. I don't think you can win within his time frame at the dragons. I don't think he can win in his time frame at the bulldogs either, to be honest. Yeah, but at the sharks, they're not too far off. Yeah, yeah. okay. Clarky, did that one shock you? The AFB signing to the sharks? No, not really. Didn't really. <laughs> didn't. Didn't. Really hit my radar. To be fair, oh, fair enough. You know what? I think I, I think it's a big, it's a big deal. It's hard, it's hard to get excited. We're talking about something that's happening in a year, like, yeah, true. Further, further than a year away. No, yeah, true. Mm. Maybe we should be bringing in transfer windows, eh? Oh, that old jazz. No, we're not going to bring that up. Anyway, then you got the Dragons missing out on Tom Dearden, who signed with the Cowboys for two hundred thousand dollars less per year than what the Dragons offered. So yeah, Dearden stayed at the Cowboys. There's a reason, man. I know, I know, but like he just got made captain as well. I know, but you, he's re-signed for five years or six years at the Cowboys Mate, for six fifty. Cheaper up there. The cost of living is cheaper up there. I, it's a, it, that's a good factor. Good. I'm glad you brought that up. But I'm just saying, like two hundred thousand dollars more per year over six years is one point two million dollars, Nick. Mate, you know what? They're not too far, far off the, either. The Dragons the Cowboys are a long way off. Hmm. Man, then they yeah, missed the out on Cowboys, man. They're Wait, competitive every year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're in a weird position. But then the Dragons again, sticking to them. They've missed out on Connor Tracy. They missed out on Jack Wellsby. Then Ronald Volkman and Corey Allen get injured on the same day. They sign these two players to one-year deals, and on January 11th, both players blow their shoulder and knees out respectively. Then the whole Ronald Ronald Volkman drama, that's another story. Like, we don't have to get into that. But the Warriors are well, covering... I'm sort cover- of curious about that because I don't know enough about that. I know that someone wasn't... Was he already injured or not? Man, he was. And the Warriors tried to basically say it's the Dragons' fault for not doing their checks. And the Dragons were like... See, that's rubbish. That's rubbish. I, I, look, that's I, think rubbish. The, I actually think the Warriors yeah, that, that's are... That's a funny the, one. I think the Warriors are in the wrong because they didn't really give... Yeah, I agree. The medical if you know, no, he's not right, <laughs> man. Yeah. And and the thing is, well, is that, is that the well, Warriors you know, are they've covering... done the right thing now. They've said that they're gonna, you know, do what they've got to do. Well, they backtracked, Nick. They backtracked the Warriors because they're like it's the Dragons' fault, and they're like, oh, but we'll cover. Yeah, it. I know they're doing the right thing now. Yeah. And so look, they they signed yeah, two players. I don't think it's the Dragons' fault, but they they signed two players: Corey Allen, Ronald Volkman. They're just filler players, and they're both injured. They lose them. Then they sign Jesse Marshkey from the Bears for someone to cover in the halves. (laughs) 
They you lose. Know, I watched. I watched Marshy play in the finals for, for reserve grade this year. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's the brother of the hooker, right? He's, a, he's got a hooker that's a brother that played first grade for the Roosters. Ben, Ben Marshy. That's yeah. it. But then, yeah, they lose Cody Ramsey. I think there might be a third brother. I think you're right. Yeah. They lose Cody um, Ramsey, you know? Like, he's out for yeah. another year, which is which yeah, is shit. I don't, I don't, yeah, it is he's, shit. he's out for his the rest I'd, of his career. I'd yeah. say he might not come back, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, that's a shame with him because he's a he's a dynamic. Um, okay. Is, are they going to come last? Man, I'll talk about it when I have a look properly, but... Just without looking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they're they're definitely Barky? bottom two. Well, I tipped them last year, I think. Okay, well, you know what, I, you and me are going to disagree on this, but you know what, one thing they've got is a good coach. I know a lot of people don't like him, but coach wise, he's a good coach. So I've just got this funny feeling they're going to be very similar to the Dolphins. They're not going to set the world on fire, but they're not going to get blowouts either. Defense is going to be massive. You know, I think I think I, that they're going to be. What's that? I agree with you. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's going to be a blowout score. They might not win as many as you'd hope, but I don't think they're going to get um, pummeled like some other clubs there are. He's going to get the best out of everyone that he's got there. Yeah. Mm. Well, mate, they're, they're, they've turned their attention to Christian Tuipalotu from the Eagles, Zach Wolford from the Raiders, and Hylam Luki from the Cowboys. Joey Manu, just as of an hour or two ago said he will not leave the Roosters unless it's to Rugby Union. So Joey Manu is not going to the Dragons, everyone. So you know it's a shame with Joey Manu is that, you know, he's got an opportunity. It's it's it, it's a funny thing playing for the Roosters because they never want to go because they looked after later in their careers, but he might not reach the heights he could have reached if he got the opportunity at fullback. He, he's probably the best fullback at that club right now, but he's never going to play fullback. He probably will at bloody, you know, in rugby. We'll see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. But you know, look, the Dragons in some positive news for them. They've re-signed Moses Sully for three years. Uh, Tyrell Sloan's about to sign for two more years, and they recently signed ex Bulldogs captain Raymond Fatala Mariner on a two-year deal, which is um, which was interesting developments considering he apologised for going against the Bulldogs training regime, and then now he's left. So clearly, didn't get on with Serraldo, but um. As long as he's not injured, I think he's a good signing for them. But he's a good player. He's fingers a good crossed player. that yeah, he is. It's just fingers crossed he stays uninjured because you look at his eight years at the dogs, he played hundred and two games, which averages out at twelve games a, a year. I don't think it's enough, yeah. in my opinion. So hopefully he can stay yeah. injury free. Injury, what do you do? Yeah. 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 Hopefully like I said, injury free. But again, Dragons prospects, crystal ball predictions over the next fortnight. We'll discuss it then. Uh, topic number six, boys, grassroots rugby league overhaul. Now, I sent you a PDF about this, so we'll, um, you know, um, make sure that our listeners are aware of this. It's a big... Do you reckon, do you reckon we read it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, hey, I scanned it. Yeah, scanned it. Anyway, look, there's... Um... You, did, you, did, you, did, you did more than me, Gildy. <laughs> thanks, oh, thanks for reading the stuff I send you in the chat. But anyway... I scanned it. I guess I'll have to <laughs> let you guys know what happened too. So big developments in grassroots rugby league across, I guess, the globe. But um, we'll stick to, um, we'll stick to um, New South Wales. Firstly, we'll talk about the concussion protocols. So across all codes in Australia, they've updated it to a one size fits all model for community 
community sports. So what this means is if a player is concussed in any sport in 2024 and beyond, that player must refrain from all training for one to two days. Uh, they cannot compete in contact training for 14 days and they cannot compete in competitive sport for 21 days. That's across the board. Soccer, cricket, rugby league, rugby union, whatever. If you get concussed, you're basically out for three weeks. Um, these guidelines are implemented in Australia now, as well as New Zealand and the UK. And the slogan is, if in doubt, sit them out. That's what they're, that's what they're doing. So they want to get concussion officers at each community ground. I find that very hard logistically to achieve, but that's what they want to ensure that the concussion guidelines are adhered to. But I want to hear your thoughts on this firstly, boys, before I move on to grassroots rugby league. Oh, mate, I think it is what it is. Uh, obviously, it's going to suck if you're involved and to sit out for three weeks, but mate, your brain's your brain and you've only got one of them. Mm -hmm. Guilty? Yeah, I'm with Clucky. I, you know, I just That's the way things are going with all sports now. So Who's, who... So who that, that PDF that you sent us that Gildy scanned mm. was that from the New South Wales government? No, so so the PDF is I'm about to get into that now. That was just in regards oh, to okay. rugby league, but this this is sort of a caveat to 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 that, which sort of goes hand it goes hand in hand somewhat, but it's all yeah. like, what the PDF sort of tackles is is safety. You you'll get you'll get it in a sec. So if we move on to junior rugby league in Australia, more so New South Wales, uh, on the 2nd of February, for the New South Wales clubs anyway, uh, the NSWRL board made wholesale changes to their junior football program and the development of the game at the grassroots level. So it's known as the National Player Development Framework, and they've been talking about these changes since 2019 to try and prepare each club for what is now implemented in 2024, which is the following. Under sixes, so this is junior rugby league players, under sixes will play Oztag. Under sevens will play Oztag for the first half of a season. Whilst at training, they'll have NRL accredited development officers to teach them a tackle ready program. So teach them how to tackle. And then halfway through the under seven season, they transition from Oztag to full tackle rugby league. There's also no finals football until under 13s. So what has come out of this PDF announcement is that clubs are rejecting these changes, a lot of clubs in New South Wales, and the NRL have hit back already saying that if there's resistance to these changes, that clubs will be banned from playing. I want to know what your thoughts are. Clarkie. Why are they resisting the changes? Sorry, Clark. You can't, you can't just you can't just go. Nah. Yeah. It's the governing body. Yeah. They 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 want to. They're basically saying if you circumvent these changes, like we will find out and we'll we'll get ya. So yeah. I, how how could you circumvent it? But I, I don't know. Like I I don't know if you want to create yeah. a new board. Like if you want to start a super league war. I don't know. Like. Nah, I'll play for St Andrews Eagle. We're not doing that. But you can't do it. It's impossible. So, firstly, I'll ask, like any one of you can go first. Do you agree with, you know, Oztag for under sixes and under sevens, 
get them tackle ready by, you know, under eights and then no finals football to under 13s. Give me your thoughts on that. Hey, why no finals, man? I'm sick and tired. I think that's so woke. Why why yeah. why can't you have a winning? Why can't you win? Why can't you keep score? I when I was get, a kid, you kept yeah. score. You know what? When you lost, it's it's part of team sport. You become more resilient. It's all bullshit, that final stuff. I don't get I, the finals. I don't get the final stuff. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I, I agree with you both, hundred percent. I I just but got I think, this feeling it's front- parents. It's parents at games that are too much. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like if that's because they should have finals, no doubt. I reckon from under what tens, maybe have finals under elevens. Like you don't have it at under yeah, sixes but- and sevens. Everyone's just running bloody you know in circles. Like it's just like, for kids to get out. Yeah, yeah, probably, but. Have, have them. It's fun. Being in the finals is fun. Getting a trophy is fun. If you're the best and fairest, you get a trophy. If you're the most improved, you get a trophy. Yeah. Like, fuck. If you get, like, all this, oh, yeah, we can't do finals when they're 13. When they're 13, they know who's winning and losing. Hmm. 13's a bit ridiculous. I, I, th- I think so, too. I think it's way too late. Like, I think soccer, like when I was playing junior soccer, I think they started finals at under 10s off memory, maybe under 11s. And that, I thought it was under nine. I thought it was under nine. It could, it could be. It could have been. I, I, I just remember we played a season once. I could have been under eights or whatever, and we went undefeated, but we didn't win shit. Like you didn't get a trophy, you got nothing. And <laughs> I was like, great. man, we went undefeated. We're like undefeated. we won, yeah. We're and they're undefeated. like, yeah, nah. <laughs> but, <laughs> we slapped, but we slapped. But we slapped undefeated. Yeah, we killed it. I just got twenty-seven <laughs> goals. <laughs> hey, all I know is that we got it. We got the championship. Championship under eights. Concord. Thank you very much. But look, I, like first, like with the with the final stuff, I think we're all in agreement with that. But the tackle ready stuff, like yeah, under happy is Larry couldn't care yeah. less. I don't the, care about that. No, the frame, yeah, the framework seems the framework seems good, mate. Like I don't know, obviously soccer, you can start playing from under fives, mate. Cricket, you don't start playing cricket until under nines or under tens. You don't start playing cricket. Oh, really? Because until then, you're playing all this Thank junior. You Junior Blasters, Milo Cricket, um, Woolies Blast Cricket, all the different names for it. Just to teach you how well, to play. Well, just to teach you how to play. You know, it's the same in um, it's the same in baseball. So they have they have you know t ball. Then they have it's called coach pitch. So the coach is the one that pitches the ball to them. Well, that's really? To be. Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. So what happens is the coach the coach stands next to the. The coach of the other team stands next to the pitcher where the pitcher stands, yeah. And the coach just lobs them into it. You know, it, it's that's just progression. I've got no dramas within rugby league. Yeah, neither do I. I yeah, it makes I think our biggest sense. our biggest gripe. I didn't know that about the cricket, by the way, Clark. That's very interesting. My biggest gripe is um, holding back finals until you're, you you know you're twelve, thirteen years old. That's 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 crazy. That's wild. Anyway, that's what they're doing. So I imagine a lot of parents and clubs and presidents of the clubs are pissed off. But here's the next thing, which is over in the UK. And and I don't know if you boys have seen this, but I'm going to get into it. It's in regards to tackle height adjustments in rugby league, mind you. So if you remember, 2023 Rugby Union in the UK copped a lot of backlash because they changed the tackle height from below the shoulders to below the sternum. And that's something they want implemented across all grades by 2026. And unbeknownst to me until I read this article, um, Australian rugby has taken that edict from England and the UK. 
So now the tackle height in Australia for rugby union at a community level is below the sternum. When Again, you say community level, what what is the definition of community level? So my understanding of it is that it's every grade besides first grade and and like your your second and your third tiers. Like basically semi-pro down is is community is considered community level. So for rugby union, it'd be subbies rugby. But what about rugby league? Like if you're so, playing Ron Massey, is that community? No, I think it's like they they go from like outside Sydney Shield. So, so they'll do okay. So SG Ball jersey flag would count. SG Ball would count. Harold Matts would count. But like as as like they would fall in that umbrella. But if you're playing Sydney Shield, Ron Massey, second grade, and NRL, I don't think they count. Okay, so playing A grade for St Mary's would count. That's community level. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Even they get they get paid well. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's where they 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 basically want it there because if they start breaking in, they're like, oh well, you you're ready. Like you know that the tackle height is this. But anyway, that's rugby union, right? Below the sternum, rugby league over in the UK now has altered the tackle height from below the neck to below the shoulders. So they've gone. Oh, so, oh, 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 what did you say? Below the neck. Below the neck. It's always been below the neck, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm you saying can't do a neck tackle. I'm saying that it's gone from below the neck to below the shoulders. So if you tackle around the shoulder area now, which is near the neck, it's a penalty. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, it's been a penalty here now because every time it bounces off the shoulder into the air. But now it's, it's a clear. Now it's high. now it's clear that if it's even if it's at the shoulders, Nick. Okay, here's a question: At what point of the shoulder? The bottom of the shoulder? If you've got your arm in the air, is so it, the arm. Uh, so the can arm you tackle pit. underneath the shoulder. But if he had his arm down, it's the armpit. The, the armpit area is the cutoff for yeah, okay. below the shoulder. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's the that's what the UK have brought in this year, and they've brought in that tackle height from every grade besides Super League Championship and League One. They're going to bring that rule in for all grades in 2025. What they did was they trialed this rule last year with some clubs and competitions and found that there was a lot less, a lot less um, concussions and head, and head, um, what's it called? And head highs, which could lead to concussion. They found a significant, they quote unquote said significant reduction in head contact. So they've also changed for their junior rugby league. They have to play touch or Oztag until under nines. And then they bring in tackling for under tens onward. And they got, but, but they adjust the, the defensive line between five to seven meters, depending on your age, not 10 meters. That's their rules. And no finals until under 13s, by the way. So when you say seven meters, is that because the field's smaller anyway? Uh, no, no, they, they don't want, they don't want that long, like they, they're reducing it because they don't want collision. They don't want, um, that's, that's, that's how they're looking at it. And you know what? I've got this feeling boys. I said this to you last year that I think one, one day in you know, the next decade or so, they're going to reduce it from 10 meters to eight or seven meters in first grade. It was five. Yeah. I don't it remember it, five. but I remember it, it used, used to be. It used I, to be, I, it used to be none. I remember it was five. <laughs> yeah, it used to be. It used to be back of the, back of the the feet like in rugby union. Yeah, pretty wild. 
What what do we think of that, boys? The tackle height because like it could come over here. It could come over here. No, I need I need to see it. I'm not, I'm not sure whether it'd be that much of a difference. Yeah, the below I, I, I agree. I don't think it's below the be. shoulders one. The below the sternum one's ridiculous. That's that's below the. I think I think I think I think you should be able to tackle it around chest height. That's where I mean. That's where people aim. That's where. Man, the below I mean, sometimes the sternum. Sometimes it bounces off the big bloke's chest up into their head. So you know what? Below the shoulder, I don't think it's an issue. Like Clarky said. I mean, below the sternum, I know this is union, but like I said, the biggest issue with that is that you can, you're just promoting offloading now. You, you, how, how are you supposed to stop someone if, you, if you're not allowed to go above their bloody, you know, the middle of their torso? Like, I don't know. Well, it gives you less room to work with because if you go lower and you hit them right, all of a sudden it's a spear tackle because you're lifting the bloke because the yeah. center of gravity changes, you know? Oh, I'm not a fan of it, but... I think every sport is reeling from concussion and and negligence uh, that people are proclaiming, and there probably is some, but no one knew about you know head trauma back then, and now it's starting to come to light, and it's still not really defined about you know how to deal with it the best way. So, you know, this is this is one way to sort of combat it, I guess. That's what they're doing, and they're going to keep doing it, boys. You watch. Anyway. Uh, topic number seven, boys. Uh, we've got uh, the new International Rugby League window. Michael Maguire as the Blues coach. Upgraded rep payments and the 2023 Golden Boot. So uh, just very quickly, uh, we weren't allowed to um, cover the international finals because we were on a break. So uh, the window is now, for, as a reminder, at the end of the year, every year now from 2023, uh, we saw England defeat Tonga in a three-game series, 3-0 three for the Whitewash. Uh, Papua New Guinea defeated Fiji in the Pacific Bowl, 32-12. And in a major upset to the Rugby League order, which made me very happy, the New Zealand Kiwis defeated the Australian Kangaroos, 30-0 in the Pacific Cup Grand Final. Now, before we get into the record defeat of the Kangaroos, boys, which I'm very interested to sort of hear your thoughts, um... What are your thoughts on the end of year window now that you've seen it come to light? Yeah, I like it. It's okay. <laughs> do you think? Did you think that these teams were ready for it? Took it seriously, or were they just buggered? Uh, they take it seriously. They're playing for their country, and aren't they always tired because it's at the end of the year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guilty? Do, do you do you have a drama with it, Dan? No, no. I, I'm just. I, I love that they've got a, de a designated window now where people can't complain. I know you still complain because you're like it shouldn't be four weeks. It was three weeks. But no, no. I don't. I don't you know what? You bastardized what I said. What I say is <laughs> they don't need to do it every year. That's what I said. Yes, they should. Because how do you uh, grow? Well, you can, you've got no continuity. How do you grow anything? No, no, but no, no. They don't need to have a World Cup every year. They it's not a World Cup every year. Every four years. Every four I years, know, I know that. But what I'm saying is, they, there's a lot of games. There have been a lot of games in. Mate, I'm just telling you, players are going to get injured. Oh God, here we go. Don't cheer me up. <laughs> the players are going to get injured. Oh, they play Origin. It's fine. It's fine. Yep. Because that is a that you know what it, it's it's undefinable. There's something special about Origin. You know what? That's dwindling. You know, that's dwindling. You know, no, you it's, no it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's it fucking is dwindling. Not. You know why? You know why it's dwindling? You, lady. It's, 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 <laughs> there's growth in international Ask Queensland. Ask Queensland if it's dwindling. It's not dwindling, mate. 
That's the problem. We've got New South Wales people who say stuff like that. Dwindling. I'm just saying that they finally found a designated window. Everyone complained about the mid-season test and the Anzac test. Yeah. They got rid of them. They got rid of them. Yeah. They gave okay. them a tournament. I, I'm happy with the window. I'm talking. They gave them a I'm tournament. I'm happy with the window. Are you? Yeah, I'm happy with the window. Because you seem to be complaining because it's every year. No, I was complaining if, if they play too many games. I'm just saying they don't need to play a 1,000 games at the end of the year like they have been. Exactly. They can that's play a couple of games. That's and exaggerating, isn't it? World Cup year, on a World Cup year, they play a lot of games. Yeah, no World Cups every year, Dan. I'm in the grains with yeah. Gildy. Yeah. <laughs> Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was very happy about it. I was even I – was, I was equally as happy, by the way – in the fact that the Kiwis absolutely slapped the Kangaroos 30-0. Slapped them 30-0. I was cheering like the Bulldogs fucking won. That's how that's how good that win was. I loved it. I want to know what you think about this historical loss for your Kangaroos, your two Kangaroo team, the team that you, you both follow. Mate, it's I personally am a patriot. <laughs> and it annoys me no end when we lose considering that I think that we have a, a better better players. But were the better players playing? I yes, they know. were. Yes, they were. They had no excuses. They have no excuses, Nick. Did Tom play? Did Sorry? Luttrell play? Oh, is that Luttrell. it? So that's it. That's it. They win. <laughs> they win. The Kiwis, yeah, the yeah, Kiwis didn't have do. their whole the, the Kiwis didn't have their whole team. Let's look at it this way, all right? I think it was I think it was a mass It's a great mass, win for the Kiwis. It's a great yeah, win for the you Kiwis. You know why? Because the Kangaroos won the week before and they and they won pretty comfortably, 36-18 off memory. Yep. And you know the, the Kangaroos lost. They lost Cam Murray in the lead up. He's a he's a big player, but they replaced. He was him with a, he was a big loss for them as well. Big loss, but they replaced him with Ruben Cotter, who is a good player, a good replacement. Captain and now captain of North Queensland. Man, he is co-captain. Man, Cam yeah. Murray. I know he makes a difference, but he won't make this much of a difference when they make fifty missed tackles and twelve errors. That's the Kangaroos team, the best team in the world. The combination of the two origin sides which make up the kangaroos, which is yeah. apparently the pinnacle. Can you remember we were talking about this and Payne Haas and Tino just killed it? Mm -hmm. but, but in one of the earlier games, we were like, oh, New Zealand don't have a chance. Yeah. And then out of beers. Man, Payne you got Haas went, Payne Haas went missing. <laughs> Man, they went missing 100%. You're right. I mean, look, you look, Charnsy nickel clocks that. He was the fullback for the Kiwis. The bloke had two broken ribs and still ran for 300 meters. And got me into the like, match. Can I just say, surely Canberra are filthy that they've let him go. He's so good. Man, he and then, such oh, a good man. He's mad. But look, I'm going to say this on behalf of an, as, an, as a non-Kangaroo supporter. I think Teddy's uh, days as captain or even being in the side are numbered. Oh, are you serious? Man, what did I say last year? Well, you're, you're saying that like Gildy hasn't been saying that for three years. Wait, Gildy, you've never said that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. At the end of the year, when they pick the test side or state of origin, Teddy, Teddy doesn't get it. Nah. Dan will go, can you remember at the start of the year? I said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't lose. I can't lose. I, hey, we have a podcast on record here. I can just bring that up. I can just bring that up. True, true. Mate, no, I agree with you. I think, look, man, I, I think the problem is, honestly, this year, if we're going to talk about that, hmm. is that I think that the Roosters are going to be, if they, they don't have the injuries, um, their halfback came back from a little bit of a stint off injury and dropped and he came back fantastic. And I bag him a lot, but he played well at the end of the year. 
they stayed around the finals and they were competitive in the finals. And they've got some good players. They've got some game breakers that have new game breakers that they didn't have before. And the nucleus of their side hasn't changed much. And as a result, they'll go really well. So it'll be hard for anyone to drop Teddy. Hold your thoughts, Nick, for your roosters, for your roosters um yeah. um crystal ball predictions. Because yep, yep. I can absolutely extrapolate on that. But for Australia, Mao Meninga has been retained for the next World Cup in 2026. And they are still ranked number one despite the fact they lost to the Kiwis 30-0. But anyway, Michael Maguire, boys. Now, he was the head coach of the Kiwis when they won 30-0. However, despite this record defeat, was pushed out of his head coaching role after it emerged that he became the front runner to head coach the Blues. So the board gave him an ultimatum saying, you coach one or the other. And Madge said, why? And they said, because you're basically, you're basically using the Blues as um, a stepping stone for the Kangaroos, and that's counterproductive to why you run the Kiwis, despite the fact that both job roles are separated. But now, as a result, he's officially been announced as the Blues coach, and he's no longer the Kiwis coach. So, boys, can we firstly appreciate New Zealand's position, or did they make a mistake by getting rid of Madge? They just won. Look, I don't know if they got rid of him. I think Madge made a decision to go because he wanted to coach the Blues, man. And I think it's a great... Man, he wanted to coach both, Gildy. I'll tell you right now, confirmed. He wanted to coach both, and he wasn't allowed to. So that's a push, in my opinion. What New New Zealand Rugby League said makes sense, but at the same time, it's like, who the fuck are you replacing replacing him with? Wayne Bennett? Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett's made himself available. Yeah. Did you know Okay. That? Well, Wayne Bennett, that's about it because obviously Madge, is, <laughs> Madge got on that win, a 30-0 victory over the Kangaroos in a final. Hmm. Like The biggest defeat Jason, ever. Nathan biggest... Kalis. I was thinking Nathan Kalis. What has he coached? Man, they said Nathan Kalis and Stacey Jones are now put uh, like second to Bennett. Like 100% you're getting Surely Wayne Bennett. Surely picking Bennett, yeah. But Bennett's like, done it before. Didn't Bennett go over and um he, was, he helped uh who did he help? Stephen Kearney. Oh he definitely coached though, because <laughs> Stephen Kearney, man. He's the worst coach in the history of coaching. <laughs> it was definitely Wayne Bennett. Okay. Well, Michael Maguire's gone now. He's no longer the coach of the Kiwis, but now he's the coach of the Blues. Now I am stoked because he's gonna pick the right side. I I'm stoked. I know he hasn't chosen it yet, but I have confidence he will pick the right side too, Nick. They're not going to worry about walking barefoot on the grass. They're not going to be doing art classes. Thanks, Brad. Anyway. You're kind of about Brad Fittler, eh? In saying that, though, like he named that, he named um, the New South Wales Emerging Squad or whatever it was. There was no real... Oh, oh, that's a bit of a that's a that's a good one. I, I'm glad he's picked him. It was just all the same players. Mate, he dropped Stefano. You know that. <sighs> and and Tupo well, well, retired. Trying, what I'm, what I'm getting at is they're trying to they're trying to use the, like Brad Fittler wouldn't have dropped him. And, and all, all what I like is that he's not playing good enough. Sorry, mate. You're still in our. You you're still. We're looking at you. Play better. Mm. Yeah. Do you like it, Clarky? Do you like that they've hired? Your premiership winning Rabbitohs coach, ex Rabbitohs. Oh coach. yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I, 
I'm hoping, like Yuli said, hoping he's going to be the circuit breaker. Just he's got no allegiance to anyone. He's got. He's, he's, he's a fucking good coach. He's an aggro. Isn't he aggro? Isn't that yeah. the whole point? That's one of the reasons he left all those clubs. Man, he's he just he's perfection. super passionate. Man, he's just like when it. they when he they cries, that tiger... he cries on TV. I love him. Yeah, that Tiger Town. What was it called? Tiger Town. That was called cool. Tales. That... Tales of Tiger Town. Yeah, it's when yeah, everyone like... got. That's when everyone got introduced to Lee Hedgebentellis's scarf and hat combo. And and Justin Pascoe's. <laughs> I don't wear any memorabilia when I'm on a Tigers pod. Uh, Tigers documentary. Dope. Yeah. Anyway, Matt, that's when you saw Madge's passion. And he was like, he you could see that he truly believed what he was trying to implement. And when it didn't go the way it went, he was fucking ropeable. Like, like disappointed and sad and 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 angry and all those negative emotions. So with Origin, like it's a big, it's a big, you know, it's a big game. And then you got the whole state behind, you know, New South Wales, the blues. Um, I think he likes that challenge. I think he will like that challenge, and I think he's going to benefit the Blues as as opposed to someone that you know was was friends with Slater in Brad Fittler. But we're mates. It's all good. We're mates. I, I don't think I don't know. I think he's going to shit on Brad Fittler as a coach. But you know, will the win come this year? Very hard to say. The Queensland side is very formidable too, boys. Gonna wait and see. Um, Golden Boot winner boys. Who was the winner for 2023 and 2024? Uh, sorry, 2023 and 2022. Pop quiz. Clarky. So the, the the most recent person who won it, yeah, was James Fisher Harris. And who won the year prior? Was it Wellsby? Was it the oh, wasn't it, the Poms? Wasn't it? I think it was someone even worse than that. I think it was like. Oh my god! Like Tommy Mackinson or something like that. That was a few years. Ago. That was like 2018. Oh, okay. it, was jo- <laughs> <laughs> it was Joey Manu, boys. That's our pop quiz. Oh, so. well, and you both yeah, failed. Yeah. But yes, James Fisher Harris was awarded the Golden Boot, and he became the first prop forward to ever win this award since 1984. The criteria for the Golden Boot, boys, is best player during international matches. Do we like that? That's the criteria, or do we dislike that? No, that's fair. But I don't think he was the best player in international matches. But there was only two matches. Three. Yeah. Thank you. Three. Three matches. Uh, thank God it was only three. Yeah, I think. Otherwise, <laughs> Guilty would have spewed if it was four. Otherwise, like... people people would get injured. That's right. They would. <laughs> but if that's the criteria, that's the criteria. Because to be fair, like when it was just, when it was the best player in the world back in the day and it was just really just off played off feel yeah. wasn't any points it wasn't it was just like oh who feels like that with the best player it's like oh yeah. james james tedesco yeah. so at least now it's but it, it does kind of take a bit of the um shine off it almost it's not okay. as, it's not who, as who, prestigious yeah who should have so. got it who should have got it then if, okay just say we say it's not the best international the player who played best in the internationals Let's say it's the best player. Who should, who should have got it? Would it have been Nathan Cleary? Oh, he didn't even play an international because he was injured, right? Well, oh, that's be... a good, good question. Reese Walsh? Reese Walsh, maybe? Did he play for Australia? No, but he played he Origin. Play he was good. He was very good at Origin. Like, it needs to be the best player in the world and it need, and they need to play at least One. an international game. So wouldn't it be, it'd be Sean Johnson off feel? 
Uh, he didn't yeah, play. He didn't uh, play for the Kiwis. Didn't he? No, 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 no. Charles Nickel Clockstad, maybe, maybe. No, maybe. Like he got to take into consideration the NRL. Like he, mate. If you put Charles versus, but for me personally, I thought Fisher Harris was better last year. They dominated last year. He was good this year. He dominated last year. There were other props that overtook him this year. I, I feel. So when you say Charles versus James Fisher Harris, I, I pick Charles. Well, then, but if you're talking they, about those three games, it's James Fisher Harris. Didn't they get dominated in one game? No, nah, no. Nah, like yeah. Australia beat them 36 18. They didn't, like, they got dominated, but that, like. That's dominating. Yeah. James Fisher Harris was the best player in, in the internationals this year, last year. Mm. I can't even remember. That's not on the street. I'm arguing for the sake of arguing. Yeah, you are. Anyway, yeah, uh, last thing on. Because it's, uh, it's not Regan Campbell Gillard. Yeah, it's not, it's just you know what it is, Penrith player. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it is. It's kind of what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Right, last thing on uh, representative footy, uh, the payments have been boosted, boys. This would be a good one for you, Gildy. I know you love talking about money. Uh, Forty thousand dollars per Kangaroos appearance at a World Cup per player. Uh, three grand for every Kangaroos match outside a World Cup. Three grand for every Prime Minister's thirteen match. Uh, Thirty thousand dollars for every Origin appearance. That's gone back to the original amount pre-COVID. Uh, you get two grand for being named in an Origin squad, but you don't play. That's pretty cool. And you get six grand now if you play in the Indigenous versus Maori All Stars match. What do you think of that, boys? Mate, you should get the jersey and the kit and be happy that you got picked. You know why that doesn't so work now, so- Nick? It's because people why? won't play. That's why. Yeah, well, no, you know what? That's that's a shit attitude then, isn't it? Absolutely. So, so if you played for Australia in that last game. Yeah. You got three. I don't know. I'm just 40. talking. But it wasn't a World Cup. Did you say you got three grand? Yes, yeah, so you get three per game. 3,000 outside 3, World 000 Cup. 3,000 as opposed to 40. Yeah. Does the... World Cup generate that much more revenue? No, no, absolutely not. I think that because the the commission pays the ARL commission pays those extra, you know, incentives. So I think they're trying to say, if you want to play, like we want to win the World Cup, so we're going to like really give you a lot of money for this. Jeez, that's a lot of. Do you know what I reckon? Such a big difference. If you play in the NRL. And you are a marketing tool for the NRL. Yep. And then you play for another team like New Zealand or Papua New Guinea or anything, but you're still playing for your country. You should get the same amount as what the Australians are getting. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying, but that and what and the NRL should be topping it up for them. But see the the ARL commission, they are solely about Origin and the Kangaroos. They don't care about New Zealand. It's not their problem. They look at it as not their problem. So they go, we don't care about New Zealand. We don't care about public But you know what? Fans. I agree. But aren't you trying to further the international game? Well, they aren't. When they should, really, they should be because the NRL is the premier competition, rugby competition in the world. So they should really be taking care of their whole backyard. But they don't have to. And in this case, they don't. They aren't. So I think they really want to be, like, they want to keep winning the World Cup because they just want to keep winning. And it's like, okay, that's their prerogative and they're allowed. They're allowed to keep Do you winning. think? Here's a question. Do you think 
that if they paid the Australians nothing to play for Australia, do you think Cameron Smith would have ever taken a game off? I don't think Cameron Smith would have, but other players will. Man. And I well, think it's a bad they, attitude, just like if you didn't pay him an origin. Like, would players be as passionate? I think they would. Some would. But if there's no money and clubs will be like, you're not fucking playing. What's it for? Nah, you're not going. <laughs> you're not going. Yeah. Can they do that? I don't think they can do that. No, they can't. But, you know, you, if you look at soccer and other sports, they, uh, oh, they go, oh, no, nah, he's injured. Like, yeah, our club doctor said he can't. So, yeah. That's what they're doing now with the All-Stars. The Roosters tried to pull. They literally asked the NRL if they could be exempt from sending players to the All-Stars game. And the NRL was like, no. You can't. <laughs> you know what? The Roosters, that's it. They're, 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 they are like, they're another one of those clubs. They're like Penrith. They're a special case. They go, oh, well, but we're the Roosters. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, don't want to, we don't want to send players. And they go, yeah, yeah, but everyone else would say you've got to. Yeah, but we're the Roosters. Yeah, yeah, I know, but you've got everyone else's. Yeah, but mm. we're the Roosters. <laughs> yeah, hate the Roosters, eh? Yeah, I hate the Roosters. Well, I know Clarkie Clark, likes them, so, you know. At least they went about it the right way. At least they just straight up ass rather than just. Yeah, we're all injured. The so ball, they're all injured. It's so ballsy to ask, you know. At least it's just bullshit. Like, I can guarantee you that every other club is pulling one player out because. And with a fake injury. Yeah. So at least yeah. the fucking, at least I fucking hate Brewsters, but at least they're fucking, at least they're trying to do it in a legitimate way. Yeah, but you know what? I'd be embarrassed. What's that? Let's go and ask. Let's try and get out of it. Let's be a bit, you know. Yeah, look, we're, we're, we're so, we're just so uh, honest. We're just going to go and ask and, and just try and get out of it. But we do it the right way. They've got to be honest in some things, Gildy. Boys, real quick fire now. We're going, this is how we're going to conclude our episode. We're going to go quick fire, yes or no's, or maybe a little bit of explanation for your answers. Um, Here are our topics. The NRLW and women's state of origin. Uh, The NRLW will not be expanded uh, in 2024. They will stay with their current 10 teams. Uh, Instead, they're going to shift... The New South Wales Harvey Norman Women's Premiership uh, to the same time as the NRLW comp and use that competition as a reserve grade, a legitimate reserve grade now. So that means that if players like women aren't playing in the NRLW one week, they can play in reserve grade, which was not happening the last five years, which is crazy. So now they've got reserve grade instead of expansion. And they are probably going to expand to 12 teams next year or 2026. So what do we think of that firstly? Well, it's a mad idea. Absolutely. The reserve uh, grades, fucking, that, that sounds awesome. And yeah. definitely don't expand too early. Yeah. I like that they've resisted the urge to expand. Um, Guilty, what do you think? Yep. Green Clark and you. Mate, uh, Women's State of Origin has also been confirmed to be a three-game series from 2024 onward. Oh Why would you go three games when you can play two? <laughs> I reckon they should do four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, six. Six. Uh... <laughs> now it's three games. Last year, to anyone that forgot, it was two games and it was one all, so they went off aggregate of score and Queensland won anticlimactic, climactically. 
it was all. Did awful. they lose the last game and then won the game? Won yeah, the blue the Blues won the second game and then everyone looked around and was like, "What's <laughs> what's happening?" And they're like, "Queensland, Queensland get like, up on stage, accept your trophy." <laughs> and they all they all said it. Even the Queenslanders were like, "We don't feel like we won. It was a draw." So yeah. so even the women in that were involved in that Origin series didn't like it, and. Now it's to three games, and Can I just say that that was so stupid. What what was what was the thinking behind that? I don't know. I don't know. It's like they tried to hold back expansion for that as let's well. Just give them two. We don't let's, want eight. You know, let's pull let's the trigger. <laughs> like, yeah, pull the trigger. Let's two. Anyway, Women's Origin now they are being paid fifteen thousand dollars per match. That's gone Fuck up. Yeah, that's mad. Gone up um, exponentially. I think it was two grand last year. So really. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Or three grand. Okay. Now it's fifteen thousand per player. Good, so that's, good on that's them. Good. Um, Anzac Day. Uh, the traditional Storm and Warriors game has been scrapped. Uh, every year that match is played in Melbourne. So now what Anzac Day is in twenty twenty four is we have the four pm traditional Roosters Dragons game at the SCG, and then the Warriors will finally host an Anzac game. However, their opponent is now the Titans, and the Storm will still host in Melbourne, but their opponent is now Clarkie's Rabbitohs for the first time ever. What do we think of what? these changes? Yep, that's what's happening. No, that's shit. You don't like why wouldn't it? You just, why wouldn't you just go to New... Why wouldn't you just give New Zealand the game? And then here's an idea. Play against the team that you've just built a rival, an Anzac rivalry with for the past 15 years. I agree, Ryan. What the fuck it are they doing? No, it makes no sense. Uh, this is what I think happened, man. Sorry, Gildy, before you uh, get you in here. The the Kiwi, sorry, the New Zealand Warriors have been asking for a lot since COVID. Like, not a lot. They've been asking for fair shit since COVID happened. And they said, look, we want a home game for the Anzac test. So the Anzac Day game. And they went, yeah, sure. And they're like, yeah, so sweet. We'll verse Melbourne. And then the year after, we'll go back to Melbourne. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We still want to play in Melbourne. And they're like, are you serious? They're like, yeah, we'll find someone else for you. Oh, let's pick the Titans where you don't have a rivalry with them. Well, it wouldn't matter who you played against. Mm. Whether it's the Titans, whether it's the Sharks, whether it's the fucking Dragons, it'd still be shit. Look, I like that they're playing at home for an Anzac game. Don't get me wrong. I think they're going to do a great service to... And, and uh, commemoration to uh, Anzac Day. However, you've 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 played against the Storm for the last decade, I think. Like on Anzac Day, I'm pretty sure you should keep it going. Now the tradition's gone. Who are Storm playing? They're playing the Rabbitohs. <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've, I'm lost. Who 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 should they be playing? They, the Storm usually host at Melbourne for the last ten years. Yeah. Of, like. They've hosted against New Zealand on Anzac Day for the last 10 yeah, years, yeah. I think. And now it's yeah. changed. Now it's now the Storm get a home game and the Warriors get a home game uh, because they want to, you know, um, uh, they want to represent New Zealand um, on Anzac Day by playing in New Zealand. But okay. I Why do the Storm this... get a home game? I don't know, actually. <laughs> It's a good question because they can they, do that cool thing because the, they can do that cool thing with the lights. Yeah, at the stadium. <laughs> yeah. So you're not a fan, Clarky? No. Just Guilty. lost tradi- ten years of tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. Uh, 
Um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll get you to care about playing. Who are power? Are power playing the Bulldogs? They're not playing no, on the Anzac Day. He's play, we play on the Queen. We're, we're, you know what? We're playing on the Queen's birthday now. It used to be Bulldogs Dragons. Now it's Bulldogs Para. It should That's be Bulldogs Para. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why, but it should be. It should be. King's birthday. King's birthday. Sorry. You're right. Um, you, I'll get you to uh, pipe up on this one, Gildy. You'll love it. So the AFL has banned player weights from the public. So I don't know if you boys have seen this. This is hilarious, in my opinion. The AFL will no longer publish the weights of AFL players, deeming it, quote, unquote, inappropriate in this day and age. What? As in, as in the what? As, as in, in the weight, as in weights? the kilos, the kilos. No, of... no, 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 but why is it appropriate? I don't know. No, I don't get it. I don't get it. The weight of what? The player's weights. The player's weight. So like every- so when you look every... at height and weight. Yeah, they're always there. Oh my God. I see. Are you taking the piss? I am not taking the piss. You know what? But you know what? Uh, the AFL have always been really good at not doing shit like that. So it's a little bit disappointing. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, they stand up for their players. They let their players play when they're in trouble. That, the Gildy, you said it before. Now, that is woke. That's woke. I just wonder if it's the gen, whatever the gen is that's playing in the AFL now. Millennials? I don't know. The millennials? Yeah. I don't know what it is now. Man, they asked the NRL CEO, Andrew Abdo, if the NRL would follow. Who asked them? Who the asked? Media. The media. The media. The media. You, you should have said, go fuck yourselves. He, he said, stupid. he said, no, we aren't following suit, but I, ridiculous. I have this feeling that we will eventually just because of wokeism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I think wokeism's dying, to be honest. It's not. Look at that, bro. That's I think we're of, coming back. It's inappropriate back, in this, though. ready? It's inappropriate in this day and age to publish player weights. I just don't get it. No, it's a pro- So you've got ready? these super fit athletes. You've got these super fit athletes who are proud of their weights. And we go, oh, we're not going to publish the weight. Sorry. It's because a private matter. Quote, unquote, Nick, a private matter. It's it's a Why is it a private matter? I don't know. I can see a human body and go, oh, he weighs probably 100 kilos. Who cares? Like, I just you know what? It's a stat. I'd love to know why. I want to know why. Because. Do you know in the it? NFL, in the NFL. It's that's, a stat. That's part of the, it's part of the combine. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? They, they, they measure the size of a – so quarterbacks have got to have a certain hand size. If you're on the offensive line, which are the big boppers, you've got to have a certain amount of arm length. It comes up all the time when you read about the recruits coming through. They go, oh, um, arm length short. This is a worry. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Man. And some players can beat that. Some players um, move past that. But it, it, if they they're, they're recording all these things about players – and then the AFL go, oh, we're just not going to give weights out. Clark, right. he loves it. Just it just doesn't make any sense. Doesn't Clark, it? Like, he loves it. Oh, I'm gobsmacked. If the NRL follows suit, we'll be... AFL, <laughs> you're better than that. I've always thought AFL, you know what? I, I, I like the way that they don't give in to the media. They don't go. They don't crack. Well, they haven't before. And now they have AFL. Thumb, thumbs down from like Nick Gill at AFL. Thumbs yeah. down. Yeah. Okay. Should the NRL premiers open the season um, after they, the following year, after they win? I like that idea. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Who, who do they play? 
I don't know who they play, but like, should they Just be whoever the, opening... whoever the whoever the Canadian um, computer system says? <laughs> Shut well, we know now that it's not going to happen unless they do it in Vegas. But more, I love the idea. I think you know you you know you should be the you are the premier club. You're the champions. You should be paraded as the champions in the in the first game of the year. That's what I think. Uh, should the wooden hey, spooners? Okay, this is my this is my opinion. I don't think they should. And what happens is at the start of the year, start again. You're at the you're, you, everyone's in an even keel. No one gets advantage. No one gets. What's well, on an advantage? Is it? Yeah, yeah. no, nah, you don't. You don't get any special favors. You're just another team. In I mean, I, I think I think if you won the competition in 2023, yeah. in 2024, you should open at your home ground. That was last year, mate. We, we've got to move forward. <laughs> What did the Parramatta Eels won in 2023? Yeah, um, absolutely. They got to start the season. Yeah, okay. (laughs) You're so biased. Okay. If you're the Wooden Spooners, should you... You have to play with 11 players. (laughs) You get 14. uh, Should you you be the club that cops the bye in round one in 2024? Which, by the way, they have this year, the Tigers. That's, that's your that punishment. A bit. That sucks a bit. It does. No, that's. Nah, good. I don't like it. Yeah. I reckon you're even. It starts again. The competition starts again. Clarky? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So <laughs> that I. sucks. Here's another. Hey, it's going to kick. Are you down? You're right down there at the bottom. Kick in the guts. Gotcha. Well, yeah. okay. All right, Nick. Well, in NFL, when, when you finish in a certain position, you get advantages the next year. So they get draft picks. If you come yeah, last, okay, but we don't, don't, we don't have that yet. Yeah, so this is our other, this is our way of saying, mate, one I'm, year, uh, I'm one, one of year flows guys, into the other. Know, I always uh, go for the underdog, mate, so I don't like it. Um, in the major signings, rumors, and off-season retirees, TPJ has confirmed. This is Clarky's favorite <sighs> that he Clarky. is going to. He's intending on coming out of his short-term. Uh, retirement and will sign with the Broncos in June of 2024. What do we think of that? Mate, do you know what pisses me off about this more than anything? I, even though he, he he rubbish rugby league and he had to be boxing was better and, and his, his parents, parents made, him, made play. him play, but all that rubbish, right? Which is all bullshit, right? What pisses me off is that the NRL are going to allow him to play when other clubs in the past have they said, well, this player's worth this much. You can't fit him on the salary cap. I think they're going to let him play it. They're going to let him play it, whatever. And and I don't know if it's the right thing. Uh, I saw Gus Gould get interviewed on it, and he just said, "Good luck to him." He <laughs> said, "Yeah, we don't that, care." That is, he said, "We, we don't, don't care." Good luck to him. We want the best for him. I would have liked to see Gus go. Nah, he's not playing with us, and he's not playing with them either. Well, TPJ said uh, he's changed his reason for the fifteenth time, and said uh, the reason why he left the Bulldogs was not because of the club. Uh, and he also said he didn't take a cent of his $1.5 million he was owed over the next two seasons. He said that Sydney sucks and he couldn't live here. That's his reason. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? All the other players that seem to be able to do it cope. Everyone you know else what? has got a normal job and lives in Sydney copes. You know what's going to happen, Nick? Sucks. Oh, you know man. what's going to happen, Nick? The NRL what? will approve it because he would have been released on compassionate grounds, as dodgy as it is. Yeah, it's going to happen, man. Can we move on? It's compassionate. Hey, I feel sorry for him because you know what? His parents made him play rugby league. Hey, Clarky, what's your opinion on TPJ? I don't have one. <laughs> okay. Jason Tormalolo over to the Cowboys. Um, he's entering his seventh year in his 10 year contract at 30 years of age. Uh, he is set to earn a million dollars a year still. 
So he has $4 million remaining. Uh, but the Cowboys are apparently feeling the pinch and want him gone. Their biggest issue, however, is that no <laughs> one wants him. Them? What about them? They signed the contract. Yeah. Is oh, it a fuck up? Um, it's a fuck up now, isn't it? Well, I mean, what Ford can go for 10 years? Everyone at the time said it was the, the best thing ever. And everyone, did they, they, yes. I, just, I don't know if they did. I think a lot of people said, ah, it's a long time. I didn't hear anyone say that. Everyone was like, oh, it's unders for now. And what, 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 what you're going to pay unders for now, you're going to make it up for at the end. And yeah, it's all going to balance out. I'm like, do you know what? Actually, how that's, is, how the fuck you, that's right. It's a bell curve. And on the bell curve, he's on the way down. Right? <laughs> on the way down, that's all right. right. And that, and that, on that end, at that end, the right hand side of the bell curve, that's where there's a little thing of tick where it says Cowboys not happy. Yeah. Cowboys want to get out. Yeah. They want him but gone. On the way they... up, Cowboys very happy. That's on the left side of the bell curve. Why wouldn't they just sign him for five years at like one point three? Yeah, yeah. Oh, pay, like... pay a bit more. It makes so, you, know you know what? I'll tell you why because they probably didn't have the money then to do that. They didn't have the salary cap to do that, so they had to do that. Whether they had to or not, or they wanted to make a big announcement this time. Man, what's he worth? Dan, what's he worth? Man, half? What's he at worth best? right now? Five at best? So you're saying five? I said seven with the hope that you can get him back to better than that. Okay. So how many minutes? I, I'm pretty sure he plays 55 minutes now, 50 minutes now, which is what a normal prop plays in any other club. Hmm. Um, he's obviously not playing. Remember, he was playing full games. You're not going to get that, mate. I still think he's eight hundred thousand at the right club. Well, the problem they've got is getting rid of him because the Cowboys don't want to pay much of his salary. And I say to them, "Too bad, uh-huh. champ." You say, "Too uh-huh. bad." It is tough. Without them, though, they're, they're, you know what? What annoys me? See, the Cowboys are going to look like the bad guys now because they've just gone. Okay, well, you're now you're not the captain. Yeah, we're gonna make life difficult for you. Yeah, yeah. They, they, that's even though you like gave this... us a, you, you, you were you were you were a M winner as a Ford, which is super rare. Uh, you were involved in a grand final win, super. But now it's getting tough for us. Even though you're a great of the club, guess what, Jason? You're not the captain anymore. Even though you know every single captain goes through a period of their career where they're not the best player in the team anymore. Yep. Pretty poor by the Cowboys, to be honest. Anyway, uh, over to Manly Boys, Hamalila Kawatu in our season ending episode in season three last year, episode 110. We revealed that they offered him 800K per season for a seven year contract extension. Now, Did he take it? No, 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 no. He took an eight year extension for $8 million. So one mil per year. Outrageous. You know what? Start of the bell curve. <laughs> it has yeah, to be, right? Left hand side of the bell curve. Great it has power. to be. Great boy. Outrageous. Great boy. Start of so the bell his curve. deal expires at the end of 2031. <laughs> 2031 is when his deal expires. And he's on a million dollars a year. Mate, how old is he? He's still 23 or something, isn't he? He's yeah, not he's worth young. a million. Gilly, surely you don't think he's worth a million now. Nah, I I think he's I think he's he just he he's a player that does these dynamic things in the game, but he doesn't get he just doesn't. I don't know if he can change a game by himself. Seven. But Jason Tamalolo could just change a game by himself. He was on seven, seven Clarky. He was on seven. 
already. Who are the better second runners than him? What's kick out on? 800. Mate, I think he's better than kick out right now. So. Kick out a shit year, didn't he? He's injured for 16 weeks. Yeah, but even, yeah, kick out was 800. Oh, probably 800, I'd say, kick out. Oh, sorry, Olakawadu. Hmm. Uh, that's what well mainly offered eight hundred and seven years, and then they're like, ah, actually, we'll do eight. I years wonder if that's because the dragons. Well, if you don't pay, someone else is gonna. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Anyway, uh, the Bulldogs made six six signings in the off season: Josh Curran, Hutchinson, Kurt Mann, Jake oh, Turpin, please, Connor Tracy, Pawasa Farmasuli. They flicked Siwa Tokiaho, failed a medical. Uh, and apparently we're the favourites to sign all three May brothers in 2025. So very interesting stuff there, boys. Um, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into the Bulldogs yet. Like I just wanted to highlight that. I know, that's that's fair enough, mate. I'm just happy when you brought the May brothers up. I'm just so stoked that you you, you know, if you're the favourites to get the bloke from England. He's, well apparently he's the gem. apparently he's the gem, isn't he? Apparently we're not going to sign him, but but we're gonna sign Terrell from the Roosters and Taylor from the Panthers. Yeah, but then it's not three brothers, it's two brothers. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Nick. Um, Kurt Capewell's gone to the Warriors. That was a pretty random signing, but I think we all Does saw this that start coming. this year? This year. Yeah, start this year. Yeah. So they've lost Capewell, Flegler, and Herbie. Herbie. Yeah. They're not making the grand final this year. Anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, Corey Harunai for the Raiders. He is yet to be cleared after his seizure last year. So I thought there's... he was retired. I thought someone, I read something where he's not coming back. They're looking at medical retirement now, but it's not confirmed. But that's pretty sad. Pretty bad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no good. Uh, the Catalans Dragons um, have, sorry, not Catalans Dragons. The Lee Leopards, I should say. Hold on, hold on. Just before you go on, Dan, with mm-hmm. with Corey Herrera, yeah, how much longer in his contract did he have? I'm not sure. Not too. I sure. think that like they should be able to pay him, and it shouldn't be on the salary cap because that's a definite. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's no, it will it, if they medically if retire. It's, if it's him, medically retire, yeah, he gets, it, he gets his rest of his contract. Yeah, he yeah. does, and and it doesn't come on the cap. That's the good. okay. So good. The way that medical retirement works is if you were retired medically for something that wasn't was not an ongoing issue, you get your whole salary. And yeah, it's on okay. and it's not on the cap, I should say. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well not perfect, but good for him. Yeah. Mate, uh, the Lee Leopards um made a signing. Uh they took Matt Moylan from the Cronulla Sharks, which is wild because they were after Anthony Milford and Tristan Saylor as well, but they both fell through because uh, the Milford didn't want to go because of family reasons, and Tristan Saylor couldn't get a visa in time. Tristan Saylor's too good to go to England. Well, mate, I think he's going to go. They're try, he's trying to go in twenty twenty five, but Matt Moylan has gone. Surely, and... there's a club in in Australia that would can do with a great fullback. Tristan Saylor's awesome. Someone like Paris, for example. At least I'd Anthony, take him in a heartbeat. At least Anthony Milford decided that it was for family reasons now. What do you mean? Instead Rather, of going over there and they want to come yeah. back after four weeks. That's yeah. what a lot of players have been doing. A lot of players have been doing that. But anyway, mate, uh, Clarkie, Tom Burgess apparently wants a – so this is his last year at the Rabbitohs. He wants yep. to sign a one-year extension for 2025, and then he wants to go over to Warrington to play under Sam Burgess, who is the current head coach of the Warrington Wolves. Summer. Summer Burgess. <laughs> what do you think? Good. Good. You want yeah. him another year? 
Yeah. He's got, well, to, get his, he's got to get his tackles down. Yeah, depends what he's what we're paying him, but yeah, it's true. And uh, last he, one, he, he, he has yeah. been on huge dollars during his career. Yeah, I think I, he'll I, last I don't, too I much. Think, I, I don't think he's going to last for too much either. Yeah. No, you not. Oh, I'm probably more than that. Really? I yeah. reckon. And he doesn't even pay forty minutes. I don't think he'll ask for more because the cap goes up every year as well. We'd probably ask for five hundred. Yeah, but they got Jack White. <laughs> They do have Jack Whiten. They do have Jack Whiten. He's not wrong. Mate, um, last one. Uh, Curtis Scott uh, is no longer allowed to return to the NRL. They've blocked his bid. See you, champ. No That's Curtis that... Scott, boys. Do you know done. What's weird about that is that, yeah, look, he did, he's done the wrong things, but there's been players who they let Matt Lodge play. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. It is weird, isn't it? And didn't and didn't the thing that he got the sack for and deregistered hasn't he? Did wasn't he found not guilty? No, that was the when that was the police That's assault the thing. It was, it was all the DV charges and the assaults in Canberra, uh, like with Rand into the pubs. Uh, it was the DV uh, charges that 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 pushed it over the edge. Him. Yeah, uh, that'll that'll do it. That'll do it. And then, um, yeah, last thing I'll say, boys, before we finish, um, Gareth. Do you know, hey, just before you go on, do you know where? You- do you know who was banking on him? Um, the Dragons? That was Para. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was. What? Yeah, yeah. We've 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 tried to bring him in like three times now while he's been ah, in trouble. Bro. That's wild, bro. Yeah. Anyway, they reckon he's crazy. Like, like just like off off the Yeah, I've heard outright crazy. Yeah, but look, man, who knows? Who knows? He's probably going through things that we don't understand and you know what? To be a first grader, I think you've got to be a little crazy. So, hmm. mate. Um, last thing: off-season retirees: uh, Gareth Widdop, Will Hopewadi, Josh Mansour, Kane Lynette, Cooper Johns, and Tortown Monga are now officially retired from the game. Cooper Johns. Wow. Yep. Yep. He's now um he's now working with Kyle and Jackie O. By the way, and his own mum and dad on their own podcast. Yeah. Weird. Weird, anyway. isn't it? Anyway, yeah. boys, that was a long one, but we're we're back now. But we're going to leave it at that. That was fun. Are we, uh, Clarky, it was good to start late again. Nothing's changed. Jared Hayne. Oh, Booyah. that's the guy. Booyah. That's the guy who I was thinking nah, of. Jared Hayne from the start of the, That's right. Mm. Best individual him. season I've ever seen a player play. Anyway. Yeah, he's also in jail for three and a half years. But that's all right. Like, he was. He maybe, was. You know, anyway, um, over the next two weeks, uh, fam, just to... Reiterate, uh, episodes 112 and 113 will be our crystal ball predictions for 2024, where we preview each NRL club individually and we give our predictions for the Premier's State of Origin, um, International Footy, Daly M, all that shit, Team of the Year. And um, just as a reminder, the preseason challenge kicks off next weekend. So that's next Thursday, Bulldogs versus Storm at Belmore Sports Ground. All Stars is next weekend, Round One of the Super League is next weekend, and the World Club Challenge is in two weeks. And then before you know it, Teamless Tuesday will drop for the Las Vegas double header. This year it's a bit different. Teamless Tuesday for that, and then another one the week after for the split round. But that's it, boys. Thanks for coming on again, Clarky and Guilty. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Adzi, Akash, Rusty Penny, and to everyone tuning in to episode 111 of the Solo Story Rugby Podcast. <laughs> oh, that's a wrap from us here. I'm very excited to be back. Are you excited, boys? Excited? Yeah. Cool. Oh, cool. Like that? I was very quick then because I didn't want to stop. But. Go the Bulldogs, clean slate for 2024. Let's go. Oh, I don't know about that, but glory, glory. Go the Eels, go the Snakes, and 
bell curve. <laughs> bell curve. I have what liked is the that? Bell curve. I have uh, liked the bell curve. Yeah, you, I'm going to bring it in every week. Yeah, you love the bell end, is what you like. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I got another one for you, Clarky. You got know, pie chart. Pie chart. Yeah, okay, yeah. I like that. Guilty, why don't you know what your voice sounds actually better now? Were you away from the mic this whole time until just now? Um, I was relaxing in my chair. Oh my god, you know, a microphone works better when you're close to it, stupid. Yeah, well, mate, I can't, I'm an old man, mate. I can't sit like that for a long time. Okay, you're only 45 years young. Come on, I know, I know. Anyway, Anyway, they hey, we're back, we're back, baby. Let's go.